This episode of Tapping In is brought to you by Contenders Clothing Brand. If you're looking for some cool shirts, some cool hoodies, cool hats, all officially licensed by some of your favorite movies, and not to mention some of the coolest underwear out there for training, for everyday life, even for competition, look no further than Contenders Clothing Brand. Use promo code TAPPINGIN20, that is T-A-P-P-I-N-G, in 20 for 20% off. Now what? You got the promotion that you wanted. You got the new belt. You got the car, the house, the wife, the husband, the kids, everything you wanted in this world. You finally got it. Now what? We've talked about responsibilities and how your roles change in the academy or how your roles change in life. But what about everything else? What about everything that comes with everything you asked for? They always say, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And in this week's episode, myself and we're going to talk about what happens when you get everything you wanted? Well, what happens when you get that one thing you so desperately wanted? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the weight that comes with it? Will you be able to rise to the occasion? Or will you crumble underneath it? This is Tapping In, episode 31. Enjoy the show. We are back. Now, last week's episode... We did. I was trying to edit a little bit, okay. and just because it went a little long, and I want to get rid of some stuff. this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened, but then like the the episode ended like it almost ended like the final episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, it, was, like, it went blank. <laughs> don't stop yeah. believing. Yeah, don't. It's like so. Like if you heard last week's episode, and you're like, did just fucking from... Spotify break? Like what happened? <laughs> no, I I shit the bed on the editing, and somehow I cut out the. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Yep. But you didn't miss anything. You missed the. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and. You know, like six yeah. minutes that I took out just because it went so fucking long and we really just went on a t- ramble. Yeah, that was the part where you, um, I think we were talking about like the news of the day or something like that. Yeah, that's that what we were we talking really about. Talking yeah, about we start, yeah, we fucking got it. Yeah, we pushed the envelope <laughs> a, little a little bit too far. sensitive in that area too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, Roy, good to be back. Absolutely. And we're seeing a little queen. You know, we were singing some Queen another before one bites this. The butt and bust, ah, another one bites, bites the, the butt. T- one bites wow! The butt. Wow! Wow! That's a Freudian <laughs> slip, there, my friend. Yeah. I oh guess my so. god. Pookie's like, Roy, <laughs> don't give away our secrets. <laughs> another one bites the butt. Whatever. She's like, she was listening to the vacation episode last week, and she's like, "Why did you say those things about me?" And I'm like, "Cause they're freaking true. They're fucking true." <laughs> and when I'm in that office. I only speak on the truth. Yeah. There's nothing holding you back. Have you heard any episodes and you hear yourself and you're like, please stop. Please stop. Uh, a couple of times. I told you the, even the first or second episode, like there are things that I regret talking about, you know, like being arrested. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> on average, I've never been arrested because I'm not a heathen. But <laughs> no, I mean, but it's kind of cool because people listen to it and that's what they like the most. And it's like, all right, let's just keep giving it to you. That's kind of I it. think at this point, it makes no sense for us to try to be to try to bullshit Fake. the people yeah it's like this is what it is well i was talking to my brother about this whole thing because he's like fascinated by it he says wait a minute it's just you and this guy just sitting in an office first of all this guy is professor miguel <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> fucking brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt <laughs> but yes it's technically you and so some said, dude. he goes right it's just you and and some guy just talking in an office and i said that's pretty much it, that's it. <laughs> he goes, people listen he goes don't you like run out of things to say nope. i said i actually haven't i have not run out of shit to say yeah we didn't run out for the first three years yeah. before we had microphones right. <laughs> that's really like, people forget like that's what started this right. 
I wanted to do a podcast where I could speak and tell my stories. And I was like, all right, well, I can't do it alone because that's mm-hmm. fucking boring. Like, I'm sure I could do it, but I'd lose I'm my mind. I'm always amazed by those guys, though, that can actually, you know, do that stream of consciousness shit for three hours. Like solo? Yeah, like like even Howard Stern types that just... Yeah, but Howard Stern's got a shit ton of people. He's got Rob and he's got Fred. I know, I get it, but it's like he can really do it. Like for, it's crazy. I don't know how they do this. I don't know, dude. Um, I think it's easier when you have people. But then I needed someone to do this with. He said, "Who's the best looking guy in the school?" I knew right away. I was like, "I'm doing it with Roy." Gotta do it with the old guy. And like people were like, (laughs) "Why are you?" Because like that's what we were thinking. Like you're doing it with like the almost sixty year old Jewish guy, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm like, you don't know. Like he's fucking brilliant. Roy and I, how many <laughs> conversations have we had? How many nights would be at the old school till 11 o'clock, 1130? I used to feel so talking. bad about those too because I knew you had a long ride home and I was just going around the block. So. I did. And an early wake up. Those were the days where I was catching the five <laughs> o'clock train. I was up at 4 a.m. But now look at where we're at. We just fine tuned. Are you still waking up at 4 a.m.? No, now I wake okay. up at five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up at five now, Roy. Good for you, buddy. That extra hour. You're really living the but dream. I'm, I'm really making an effort to get home and get those six hours of sleep. You have to. Because otherwise your, your life just like yeah. turns to shit. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. I've really cut back on the caffeine, which I've, okay. I've talked about on the podcast uh, mm-hmm. you know, extensively mm-hmm. because it's you know that's how I was fueling myself. And, you know, It was cool to be crazy, but it's not. It was so unhealthy. So yesterday I had to do my taxes for the school, which was fucking annoying. By the way, it's not me doing my taxes, putting numbers on a spreadsheet, and then I send it to the accountant, and then right. he tells me how I did it wrong. Right. I'm like, you know, fuck you, Dean. Like, I'm not an accountant. <laughs> These are the numbers. All this right. is what they added up to. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you might want to take a look at this one. Are you with a big firm, or are you uh, with some guy? Nah, individual guy. I'm not a big fan okay. of him either. I don't know. He's all right. Okay. But, you know, I kind of just He's not like, giving you the uh, the sort of, like, inside scoop on how to learn. No, I fucking married, I married into him, dude. Oh, not good. You know, like, I had him, and then- He's been doing Steph's accounting for so long and the right, business accounting right. for like 30 something years where like, I'm not going to now change that. But the good thing is he's really fucking old and probably going to retire soon. There you go, man. So, and I already know where I'm going afterwards. I, <laughs> where are you I'm going? Ready, who I used to go to. Oh, you had a, a previous Again, guy. she was fucking great. Okay. And like Steph's met her because she's also a family friend. Right, right, right. And I remember we were talking about something like the child tax or whatever was going on. Right. And without even looking at the phone, she like gave Steph the website, the link, scroll down, second option, go down, hit wow. this. And Steph's like, how do you know this? She goes, because I know my job. Wow. Is she with a firm? or uh... She is. She's okay. with a firm. Um, okay, but that's cool. She's great. She's great. So uh, as soon as Dean fucking retires, whenever he does that, you know, we're going there. Taxes are such a, I don't mean to get into such a dry topic, but taxes are so weird. It's like at the end of the, uh, you know, the tax season, my accountant will call me up and say, all right, Roy, you owe 10 grand or something like that. And I'm like, you could do better than that. <laughs> you know, and he's come like, on. exactly, come on. Come on. Goes, All right, we'll switch this, we'll switch that. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. now you have 9,500. I'm like, that. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got a refund. You're like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Taxes, what are you going to do? Well, I had a cool thing happen to me today. Uh, Pookie was at a, uh, a CVS, and her credit card got denied. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because she's like so free with the money. And like, I it's like a subtle reminder, like, no, 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 baby. You know? So the fraud unit like immediately texted me and it's like, all right, maybe I'll let her go with this. <laughs> I'm like, have her on a string. <laughs> Dude, I, I used, uh, 
I used the wrong credit card today because uh-huh. I maxed out a lot of the credit cards for the school. Good and like, for because, you. Yeah, that's how we did. It. That's how we survived. To, right. That's how I built the school. And the exactly. plan was to pay it off mm-hmm. during the first year when I had rent abatement. But then you know right. something happened in 2020. So it's been a lot of like just you know treading water, staying alive. So I paid one off. I paid right. two off. That's fantastic. I Seriously, I mean that's like a big deal. Huge. The, the interest rate on these fucking cards killed are me. crazy. Killed me. Killed me. So I paid two off, and then I couldn't fucking remember which one. There's like another one that like is still like you know, it's not like completely maxed out, but there's not much on it. Right. And I'm like fuck, which one is it? Because it's like two chase cards. <laughs> I'm like shit, <laughs> and I fucking grabbed the wrong one, and it got oh, declined. Wow. I'm like fuck, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's going to be completely clear next month. See, but she, my wife got me back. I said, I was, she, I was buying things for you. I'm like, God. Like, I don't want anything. You know what you can buy me? <laughs> no. Nothing. No, she's, Nothing. She's so great with like getting me like little snacks. Like she, like I'm really, I dig chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, that's your thing. Hint to the audience. Uh, <laughs> I love chocolate Careful. chip cookies. I'm going to get fucking chocolate chips cookies sent to the school. <laughs> nice. Message to Roy. I'm going to have to send Max over there. Right. And what would Max say? Let's hear what he would He'd say. Like, uh, so, like, the professor <laughs> told me to drop these off here. He'd be like, what are they? I don't know. I don't. It's a federal felony to open up other people's lunch and mail. <laughs> Steph would be like, "You got cookies in the mail." I'm like, "Well, why the so, fuck do you know I got cookies?" It's fragile on the box, <laughs> dude. I just, I, we were just talking about this. Like, I got such a fucking issue with people opening my mail. Oh yeah, I hate it. Let's hear. I it. fucking Seriously, hate it. Is. And it's not even like a big deal. It's just like, yeah. just don't. Because yeah. there's a good chance, whatever it is, I fucking forgot about. Right. And now like, I'm yeah. going to have to recall what it is. So, I mean, nine out of ten times you're getting bills in the mail. Not yeah. even that, because most of my bills are fucking paperless. Online. Okay. So what would you get in the mail that would like, sort of like... I'll tell you, you what know? I get all the time, Roy. Tell me, baby. You ready? Aside from mortgage come-ons. But... Fucking easy pass violations. <laughs> That's your thing. Non-stop. <laughs> but here's the problem. Yeah. Like, especially because of my job. Like, sometimes I fuck up. And I miss the exit or I'm not paying attention. And now right, it's like right, right. I'm getting off at Secaucus or I end up in Staten Island. <laughs> right. or, I, or one time I fucking Isn't that end- the worst because you can't fucking turn around. Bro, one time I fucking ended up in New York. I was like, I'll just take the exit for Secaucus. And then the truck was there and I couldn't get out. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm in New York. What the fuck am I yeah. doing? Yeah. You know what that was? You probably caught the Holland Tunnel. In uh, in around Hoboken, what and you, can't, you didn't make the left hand turn to get out of there, Dude. and you're suddenly in the fucking tunnel. But then, like by the time you get it, it's like a month later, <laughs> six weeks later, and it's like, what were you doing in Staten? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember. That's the day I pulled off to go take a piss, and when I got back <laughs> on the turnpike, I missed my exit, and it's like, welcome to Staten Island. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, Staten Island is a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like one high, one lane road going through, and you hit the Verrazano or the Gothels. So, oh, dude, that's it. Yeah. You're in there. I know. You're yeah. in there. It's just like I just, oh, I fucking. But even as a kid, I was like that. Like I just distracted driving. Oh, notorious, <laughs> notorious. But it's not like distracted. Like I'm looking at things. It's just like, did you ever hit like an animal or hit like a? Uh... From distraction. Funny you say that. Okay. I hit a deer one time, but it was not because of distraction. I blame the rapper Lil John. Okay. He had a hit song. He gets song. a lot of shit because of this. It's his fault. Yeah, he had that one hit song like, snap your fingers and do your step. Well, I had to dance it out. I'm in my car. I'm cruising. I'm like, well, I'm like feeling myself. And when I like snap my fingers and like did the little dance move. Right, right, right. Fucking deer. Oh, shit. Bang. Clipped it. I spun. Oh my I thought God. for sure there was a. This like in the Tiburon or uh, this was in the Tiburon uh, on Route 130. Wow. Luckily, it was late as shit. 
and uh, there were no cars on the road. But like the car started spinning, and oh, I could have sworn there was a barricade, and oh, there wasn't. Goodness. It was just a grassy knoll. Here's what made it even worse. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend, horrible human being, not a good person at all. Okay, one of those girlfriends you need in life to teach you like this is what you shouldn't yeah. put up with anymore. Right, right. But I was coming back from her house, and she lived down, you know, central North Jersey style. She lived down the shore. Nice. I hate when you guys say that. It's the shore. She lived down yeah, the shore. Down the shore is right. DTS. Um, and I remember like my aunt and my mom were like, you know, she lives far away. Right. You're driving home late at night. It's unsafe. And I think like my my mom was like, you know, be home by like 11. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get home at 11. That means like, I got to leave by like 9, 30, 10. Like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm 20, 20 years old, 21 years old. Yeah, I'm yeah. Fucking respect me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know how to drive. Sure enough. There it is. That night that I put my foot down, I was like, look, my curfew's whatever it is. I'll be home by this time. Mm -hmm. I fucking hit the deer. Mm. And I came home, and she just came out with a smile. I was like, I told you nothing good happens after midnight. (laughs) This is your mom? Yeah. I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) And you know what she said? She just looked at the car, and she goes, that's your car now. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like, that I got sucks. a brand new car in high school, right? Right. Um, because you know we thought college was going to be free, um, but the stipulation was anything. Like, this is what we gave you. Anything you do to it, it's that's on, on you. you. It's on you. Exactly. That's on you. Yeah. You know, if it's not your, like, if it wasn't my fault, like if someone rear-ended me or shit like that, then like, all right, well, insurance. Are you going to do the same with Benny, or would you like pick up his first ticket or his first accident? Because I picked up my son's first accident. <laughs> so, so his first ticket, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, that's what it is. Just because I'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't lead by example the right way. <laughs> he was like, dude, go to speeding ticket. I'll be like, yeah, oh, pay fuck. I'm like, did you tell them your dad's Professor Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a coral belt by then. Oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll have like a fucking, I'll have like zebra stripes on my belt. Damn straight, baby. And but, uh, well deserved. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about that because then it'll, it'll put ideas in certain people's heads. He ain't listening, but God forbid he's like, that motherfucker's up for a new stripe. No, leave it. <laughs> leave it. Um, but I would I would help him with that, you know, but like accidents and things like that. It's like, dude, like, you know, like, listen, things happen. God forbid you're driving in the rain mm-hmm. and you know, it, it happens. But if I tell you not to do something and you do it, that's on you. If you're not listening, that's on you. I get it. I get it. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. This happened with Benny the other day and some people might hear this story and be like that you're you're heartless yeah but i believe that there is a a lesson in everything okay it's your job as an adult as a parent as an instructor as a teacher you got to find that fucking lesson yeah and give it to them Mm -hmm. and you could you could let it go very easily you could lose it so benny is riding his bike and you know he's going to transition to two wheels this summer but he still got his training wheels on he's five right yeah he's five gotcha and, uh, you know, he's pedaling back from the park. Mm-hmm. We're going to the house. So I'm like, I'm coaching him, like, what to do. And he, right. he fucking hates listening to me. He's got training wheels on the bike right now? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. He's getting his confidence up. You're like saying, come on, buddy. Keep going. Right, okay, right, right. I'm getting the picture um, now. So, you know, he's riding. He's doing whatever. So we get to a portion where it's now uphill. Right. Okay. So I go, I go, hey, bud, come with me on the street. Because okay. it's, it's empty. It's it's the right, development. Right. Gotcha. He goes, no, I can do it. I'm like, Benny, it's going to be hard. Come with me on the street. He goes, no, I can do it. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> so now he gets stuck. Right. Because he hasn't fully yeah. figured out how to fucking pedal. Right. Pedal harder at least. Right. And he's like, Ugh. and he's like, this is hard. And I was like, he goes, okay, I'll come on the street. And I was like, no. Oh, I was wow. Like, the street's no longer an option. <laughs> and Steph's <laughs> looking at out. me. She goes, what's wrong? I was like, no, 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 no. I told him what to do. Mm-hmm. I tried to make his life easier. He chose to do it his way. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to do it his way. Right. And he's going to learn that sometimes we're not telling him what to do to be his boss. Right. We're not trying to be dicks. We're trying to make his life easier. Yeah. But because he chose not to listen, he's going to have to suffer the pain of his con- of his, his decisions. Absolutely. We were out there for like 10 minutes. Was he crying? Yes. Yeah, I figured. But then he kept saying, I won't give up. The motherfucker's got balls. I'll give him that. <laughs> I make fun of that kid all the time because he fucking drives me crazy. I love it. My son has heart. And that makes me so proud. That's awesome. Like, I'm like, he won't fucking so quit. So he's halfway or let's say a foot or two up the hill. So he'll get up. He doesn't want to turn the bike around. He'll so get you... he'll get up a little bit. Okay. And then like stop and then roll backwards. <laughs> oh no. And he's like, and the whole time I'm like, who chose this path? Right. I did. Who tried to make it easy? And like, he just like, he doesn't say it. So he just points, but he like points like really, I wish we had a camera. Cause he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need words. He's like, da da. I'm like, I want to make your life easier. I'm mm-hmm. trying to right. help you. Right. You made this choice. Pedal up the hill. Oh, wow. Did he do and it? Then, no, he didn't. Cut to so, the chase here. So man. I, I go to, see if he so did I'm it. telling him, I'm talking shit the whole time. Uh-huh. I'm like, when you get older and I say, I don't like those friends, you shouldn't get in that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I want you to remember the bike. Wow. I want you to remember That's cool. the bike. That's really cool. I was like, who loves you? He's like, dad, dad. I was like, who's trying to help you? He's like, dad, dad. He's like, can I please use the street? And I said, under one condition, you pedal back to the park and we start from the beginning and you listen Very to everything cool. I say. So he pedaled his little ass back to the park. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pedaled. Now, it's not far. It's maybe like a block. But, right. and then he went on the street. He's like, Dada, I went on the street. I'm like, good. I'm like, but I'm here protecting you. So when we got inside the house, I was like, dude, I love you, buddy. My job is to clear the path for whatever you want in life. Right. I was like, I'm going to help you. All you have to do is listen and let me make your life easier. Right. Because if you don't listen, and I looked at him, I was like, there's going to be a time where I can't help you. Right, right. And you get a little catch in your throat. Oh, it gets me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and then, you know, then like the next day, like I showed him like a scene. I'm always like, going to be here for you, buddy. Yeah, it's like, dude, like like you eventually will get yourself in a, in a predicament where it's like, I can't help you. Yeah. But, but no, I can't like, I don't have the money for it. I don't have the resources for it. I'm You're not going, alive. <laughs> I'm not alive. Right. You committed a felony. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. Like the chair, the, the train has left the station here. That's it, bud. Yeah. You got it. And it's unfortunate, but like, we've all had to walk that path. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of parents, I mean, you know, I don't want to broad brush cause people our age kind of get dumped on as parents. Hold on. Our age, like you and me or. Your age, like you, like baby boomers. I'm not that much older than you. 20 years, Roy. <laughs> you could be my dad. I know. You were actually probably 22 older. 22 years older. Than you were actually probably older than my dad when I was born. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. But no, I, I think a lot of parents uh, go through that. How much should they help? How much shouldn't they help? That kind of thing. Like, you know. I feel like I did more helping by making him suffer. Yeah, no doubt. Then be like, okay, bud, let me help you. No. 
Yeah. I think every parent though has that, that moment where they say, am I doing too much for them? Am I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, listen, I'm there all the time. And yeah. Steph and I constantly have discussions like, am I too hard? But you know what she told me when we go, she goes, I didn't like it at first. She's like, but when I heard you come in with him and explain like, I love you. I want to help you. Right. right, right. I want to help you more than anyone in the world. She goes, and when you told him you were his biggest fan, Aww. she's like, I was like, okay, maybe he knows what he's doing. I'm like, no shit, I know what I'm doing, Steph. I've been fucking doing this for years. But it's different, and it's it's going to be a constant battle because I'm not his coach or his professor. I'm his dad. Yeah. And he'll always be like, you know, he'll probably listen to Coach Max before he listens. <laughs> now, the other one, she listens to everything daddy says. That's a beautiful thing. But, you know, she's like, she loves her daddy. We're getting to that realm with her where, like, I am her world. Yeah. She told my, my sister, uh, called me yesterday. She goes, I was hanging out with your daughter today. I was like, how is she? And she's like, she told me that you're her beast and she's Belle because she puts oh, on the dress. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. she's like, my dad now is a beast. <laughs> <laughs> that's my little, that's that's awesome. my little juju beast, That's a beautiful thing, I love man. those fucking kids, man. They're Dude, my life. That is the purpose of life, period. You want to be happy, you have yourself some kids and you take care of them. Pop them out. And you just be good to them and they're going to be great to you and- it's really what life is you all about. Hope, man. You know, you I got I, we got friends, you know, mutual friends, you and I that that haven't had kids, and you know, I, I just think it's the greatest thing in the world to have kids. It is. It, is, it really is. And it's one of those things where, like, I mean, listen, I would never like shame anyone to be like, listen, if yeah. you found the life you like to live, and right. you realize like exactly. kids don't fit this equation. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. But it's like that one thing, like you don't know what you're missing if you've never had it. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? But once you've had it, it's like, nah, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Well, I call it the, cause there are those moments when my son was first learning how to ride a bike that I had to become comfortable, not constantly looking out the window to see if he was okay. Mm. And I would literally grab a hold of myself and pull myself away from the window, knowing that he was outside and I couldn't watch just, you know, because I just thought that was like overstepping uh, things. Like, you know, those kind of people. got to give them that freedom. Yeah. Have you ever, I, uh, I only had one instance where I had to uh, step in. This eight-year-old was, uh, you know, beating on him a little bit. And the eight-year-old's brother was 14. And, oh, come on. Yeah. And then I, I said, Jay, tell me where this guy is. <laughs> um, the only time I had to ever intervene was at Juliana's baptism. Okay. Yeah. It was one of Steph's uh, friends uh-huh. and her two kids are just, you know, they're a little. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I'm not going to say this. too much they might hear. They're not the best behaved children. I gotcha. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're kind of fucking animals. And I'm not And the parents are not stepping in. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the dad has his own battles. Um, and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we all have our demons. You know, right. I, don't, I don't judge anyone. But don't let your fucking demons affect my life. So Benny likes to play. Everything to him is playing. And I see the one kid like pushing him. Yeah. And then Benny falls on the ground and then he kicks him. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? So yeah. Sean was there. <clears throat> Sean is actually the godfather to both of my kids. Very cool. Uh, and he's like, yo, I just want to let you know this little motherfucker kicked Benny. I was like, let me see this shit. <laughs> so now it goes from like baptism, yeah. both families, everyone's behaving. And like, I'm in like my fucking burgundy suit. Like yep. it's, it's, I get it, man. You know? So I'm like, where's this motherfucker? Yeah. Right away. He's like, yo, he's over there. I don't care if we're in so, church. Well, this let me, is going down. Wait till you find out who, okay. who also was at the baptism. Okay. So 
So I go over there and then I see him fucking do it again. So I'm like, yo, do me. F-. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he just looks at me with like a smirk on his face. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. And I grab Benny. I'm like, he's not your friend. He's not playing. Yeah. I was like, he's not playing with you. Do you understand that? And he's a bully. I mean, looking back, I'm like, like I wanted Benny to like get it, but it's like he was fucking three. Yeah. He ain't going to get it. He don't that. fucking know. Yeah. So I was irate. <laughs> so I go to a table, a group of my friends. Mm-hmm. One of my friends at that table was good old Professor Carlos. I was like, yo, what are you doing right now? He goes, what's wrong, Poppy? I was like, we might have to go fucking handle something today. He goes, let me know, Poppy. I'm with you. I was like, I can't wait. So I'm like, meet me at the fucking mimosa station in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like Gary's there. In church, dude. Bro, like, we're like, it's like, we just left the church. We're all like, oh, oh Maria. I'm like, oh, bless this child. The Lord was going to clear the path. Juliana, fucking hilarious. It's a true story. Right. When Benny got baptized, okay. he was like beautiful little baby boy, ah, like awesome. a little angel. Got his hair wet. It was what perfect. They, they put a little oil on the uh, the head. Little oil on the head. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. they fucking you know uh, they uh, they waterlog you for a little bit. Yeah, whatever. You, what you an amazing ceremony though. It's I fucking incredible. It. Yeah, I love it. So uh, you know the godparent the godparents are there. Benny's godmother uh-huh. is actually Jewish. Nice. Oh, this is Barry. Yeah. See, the fact that you fucking know Barry, she's more famous than she needs to be. But yes, it's Barry. Hi, I'm Barry. Barry just I've had... never been into church. Barry. Okay. I was I was there for her kid's uh, baby naming, the Jewish baby naming, three hours at fucking what? temple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, this, you weren't there for the circumcision, though. The bris. No, I was not there. Okay. For She just had I a really baby know boy. these words. Yeah, dude, I like to, Brit- I like Brit- to educate Milo. myself. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. Um, so she just had a baby boy, little Easton. Oh, wow. Fucking cute little mush man. Oh, I haven't met him yet, beautiful. but Steph did. So, you know, congratulations Easton. to them. That's an interesting Easton. Name. I call him Beeston. I'm sure, man. I just feel like that rhymes. Very cool. But um, so anyway, so yeah, the baby I, I tell Carlos along. to meet me at the fucking mimosa station. <laughs> and I'm looking for Steph. He's the guy. Because she needs to be made aware that an assault is about to happen at our daughter's baptism. Right. Because I'm not playing this shit. Like, of fuck course that. not. Jesus. So I see Steph. The guy's she, not controlling his kid, for God's well, sakes. Well, he was also heavily oh. under the influence. Oh, I got you. Not alcohol. Oh. Um, the, the baptism pictures are great, because sometimes you see them in the background, and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but toasted. anyway. Oh, bro, it's so bad. <laughs> but, you know, it's unfortunate that he's got those battles right now. And it's like, listen, yeah. again, I don't judge you, dude. You do what you got to do, but now it's fucking with my world. This was two years ago. So he's still going through this, I guess? I don't know because we don't talk to him. Oh, my gosh. We don't talk to him. I stay out of it. When I when I don't want to fucking deal with people, yeah, you're out. I stay the fuck out. Right. I don't want to know. You do what you got to do. Right. I'll support you however I can. But once it starts crossing over and creating trouble in my fucking life, oh, I'm not gosh. dealing with it because yeah. I can only be, you know, charming and full of yuck yuck <laughs> for so long and then I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. We had so, this discussion before. I, I kind of I kind of had rate people, A friend, B friend, C friend. This guy sounds like he was at the C level, and now he's, you know. He was a D friend by association. Exactly. Yeah, so. he, no, I would not be like, this is my friend. I'd be like, this is some. This is my wife's friend's husband. Exactly. I, I, I have to hang out with him at the barbecue, wow. and I want to kill myself the whole time. So he wasn't, he wasn't uh, policing his kid, basically. No, not at wow. all. So I find Bummer. Stephanie, my wife, in her, in her dress, you know, the mother of the, yeah. the, the little girl. But Juliana, when she got baptized, she wore Steph's baptism dress. Juliana wore it. Yeah. She wore Steph's 
35-year-old baptism dress. Oh, wow. That Steph got from Steph her. Steph had when she was baptized. Yes. Oh, that Steph, and Stephanie was named after her her mom's best friend, Stephanie. Gotcha. Who uh, passed away from cancer when Steph was uh, 20 mm. years old. So the dress was a gift from her godmother. Oh, that's beautiful. Aunt Stephanie, who was also Jewish. Love it. See, bro, I'm part fucking Hebrew, I bro. Th- you know what? I know somehow, some way. It's somewhere in part there, of the dude. tribe. I it's know somewhere it. in there. You're, you're too good with money. You know? <laughs> you're I do that math real quick, bro. You're, you're, <laughs> too, you're too witty. You're too, like, a, we call it seichel. Yeah. Which just means you got I like to feel sorry for myself. Right. <laughs> we don't have too much. I that. fucking love a matzo ball soup. <laughs> I love a good bagel. You do. No locks with though. That that fucks me up. The I would sponsor you. How's that? With, like a sponsored? Like, yeah. Like an like adopted you? I'd make you an honorary. You could do that. <laughs> I would fucking do that. Let's go to Israel. Let's do it, man. I'd love it. I'd fucking have... I would... There's so much history. We're getting sidetracked. But let me go exactly. back. So... Juliana, I should have known then she was a fucking little animal. <laughs> when the priest, well, he's not a priest. He's a, he's a, he's a minister. The pastor. Okay. The pastor. He goes to put the oil in the water on her head. Right. She grabbed his fucking hand. Oh, wow. So, like, he's trying to, like, put, like, the cross on her yeah. forehead, and she grabbed the finger. Oh, nice. And then he's, like, trying to, like, pull it out discreetly while he's still giving the speech. He's like, this child, we are giving you to Jesus. Right. And she's just, and I'm like, somebody get her fucking hand off of him. Like, he needs to do this. <laughs> So then he like switches hands and then she grabs that one. So then when That's he goes, dude, and she looked at him like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. And right away I knew, I was like, I was like, she's, there is something going on there. I don't know. Cause Benny was like, whoa, what's going on? This feels nice. She was like, don't fucking wet me. Wow. My hair is straight. It's going to get all curly up after this. <laughs> don't. I'm going to be all frizzy. But, um, so now I find Stephanie. She's with her mother and this gentleman's mother-in-law and okay. i'm like I got yo and she's like what and she can see it on my face and then i got this fucking puerto rican gorilla behind me <laughs> and she's like what the fuck she's like i knew this was a fucking bad idea bringing carlos <laughs> she's like someone's gonna die I know. <laughs> my wife loves carlos so much that, like she'll like talk shit to him and i'm like you realize people like have ended up in the hospital for less right <laughs> she's like carlos knows i love him he's like oh come on mommy <laughs> but anyway so so i'm like yo you need to go find so and so and tell him mm-hmm. if his son touches my I son again, right. I'm gonna grab him by the fucking collar, mm-hmm. drag him outside, and see how he fucking likes it. Right. And that's not a threat. That is a promise. Right. Right away. His mother in law beelines it. <laughs> Pat's looking at me like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, hi Pat, Miguel Benitez, nice to fucking meet you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they people get caught off guard when I get like that. Because yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah. I keep that tiger in the fucking cage, Roy. I get it, man. But I, I was pissed. It. Like with my kids, it gets triggered very quickly. Dude, who are you talking? About? I know, I, I, I know. Mean, you know. You touch. I mean, like I always say this: you love your wife. This is like I said this to my brother when he had kids. I said, "You love your wife, but you'll kill for your kids quickly." You know what I'm saying? Quick. It's that you'll, simple. You'll, you'll die for your kids yeah. and kill. Like exactly. No life is worth more. I than said, theirs. "There's nothing. You're not going to experience that kind of love." It's weird. Yeah, and it's like instant. It's, and it just gets. Yeah, you know who kind of told me Tom when he found out like Steph was pregnant. Right. He's like having kids is great, man. He's like because you love them so much, right. and then you think you like you know you can't love them anymore. But then, man, like you start loving them more. <laughs> yeah. And then you love them more. He's like, and then it gets to a point where like, man, like you love them so much that mm-hmm. it fucking hurts. Yeah, it really does. And then he's like, it's actually terrible. Yeah. It's awful. And it doesn't but end. It's great. No, here's it here's end. the other thing. It never ends. My kid's twenty seven. 
like he went into New York City tonight. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, something bad's gonna happen, something bad's gonna happen. It's horrible. And I just fucking, and I always say to him, Jay, just come on, just don't do stupid things in life, you know? They have to do stupid things in life. Just let me, let me die dude, first. My, my <laughs> then aunt, you can do all the stupid shit. My aunt used to say it all the time. She says, I know you're gonna mess up, but pee on the toilet seat. Don't shit on the floor. <laughs> One of them you got to clean up on your own. You quote, that's, that's a great quote. She's I've always that said that. I've said that before on this podcast. She's like, if you're going to yeah. mess up, piss on the toilet seat, don't shit on the floor. Right, right. One, I can help you clean up. Right. So the mother-in-law beelined it. That family was up. They left. <laughs> and then later it was like, what were you going to do? I was like, I was going to drag him outside yeah. and beat the fuck out of him. And she's like, and what was Carlos there for? I was like, He's gonna hold. My I don't jacket. know. In case I got tired, but I wasn't done with him. <laughs> he was gonna be hold like, my "Tag, you're in." Like, what the fuck you want me to do? And then comes the Hulkster. I was like, you know, God forbid, maybe he right. gives me too much of. I waste right. too much energy because I've been fucking pounding mimosas all goddamn day. I need the fucking big man. <laughs> and we walk. Carlos walks in and goes, "I'm really enjoyed us." He's like, yeah. "This is a fucking good baptism, Poppy." I was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Fucking Carlos. I love that fucking guy. That Dude, is my... he's, a, he's a one in a million kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say this, man. Like, you know, because I came up through Brunswick BJJ and, you know, Tom was very close friends with Haas and there was a lot of cross training going on. And anytime, and that's why I love, like, you know, when Max and those guys are going there because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really reminds me of, like, my journey. The route you took, yeah. You know, absolutely. and I'm like, I'm like, listen, there's nothing wrong with that route. It's it's a little bit better the way they're doing it yeah. because, you know, Tom's like aware and Tom, like I'm under Tom now and he took me under his wing. But it's like, I see that and I'm like, man, like you guys have something that if it's done right, you'll never fucking lose it. Yeah. When I see Carlos, Kenny, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Kyle, all those fucking guys, you know, Rossi, especially Rossi because we got our black belt together. Mm. There's just something special there, man. But I think there are two things that are going on here, okay? Number one, with BJJ as opposed to anything else in life, maybe except for, like, making money, uh, there's a there's a level... I've got the brains, you've got the brawn. Let's make lots of money. Fuck yeah. Um, Sorry, I had to no, get that out. With what I'm getting at, though, is that, like, there's a respect factor physically, mm. and there's a respect factor for going through the fucking you know, road to hell that you guys went through. It's kind of like the, the sort of the seals. They always talk about that too. That's where you create the brotherhood, you know, who's going to carry the boats. Yeah. That's I completely exactly agree. It. And I, the, I am 100% on board yeah. with you on that. Cause here's the thing. I don't consider myself a tough guy or mm-hmm. a badass. And even like when we train, like in my head, I'm like, I'm the fucking worst one in this group. Right. That's how I feel. I remember I like shared that thought with, uh, Jay McHugh. Okay. At a wedding. And he looked at me, he goes, bro, you really think you're like a fucking nice guy, don't you? I was like, I am. He's like, you're a sick fuck. He's like, I've trained with you. He goes, I've seen that look in your eye. Sometimes it's like, something's wrong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't hold it back anymore. Uh, you know, and it and it does happen. That's why this is therapeutic. And like, yeah. And I, I sometimes I tell people like, look, I love everything about jujitsu, but let's not get it twisted. Yeah. I got involved in it because it was another way for me to be violent let the beast out yeah it's i get to be violent and the weird thing and i was explaining this tonight in the basic classes right. i love half guard okay and the reason i love it, it's not a top position mm. i love half guard because in order for me to succeed i need to suffer you're gonna okay. put my sho- your shoulder in my 
face. You're going to crush me. You're going to stop my balls to pass. Everything about it is suffering. So for me, it's like, how, how hard am I willing to fight for that inch to get that angle? I think it's something else though. Let me, let me throw this theory at you. You know, the guys that like before they get in a fight, they say, punch me. Come on. I dare you. In other words, they have to be hit first to let the beast out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think, I'm not that guy. I'm thinking you're letting them do what they do and then you really let it go. See, I don't think that's what it is. Because there are some guys that are like, the bell goes off and they they attack, you know? I think I'm just constantly trying to prove to myself that I'm not a pussy. Oh, there's there's that side I really do, I really do. And I I think part of it is because I grew up with all women, there was no father, there was no male presence. So subconsciously, I'm like, I need to prove to myself that I can fucking suffer and find a way. But if there was a fight, would you say to the guy, hit me, come on, hit fuck me? Fuck no. Okay. Because he can right. knock me the fuck out. Okay. Roy, I've I been knocked curious. the fuck out. It's All it takes is one punch. Okay, all right. I'm glad you said that. If someone wanted to fight- I know guys that say, come on, hit me. I want to I want to take your best shot and then fucking throw it back at you. I mean, listen, I don't get into a lot of scuffles, Roy, but the mm-hmm. few times that I have gotten into scuffles, right. it's never like, oh, hit me, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's the last scuffle I got into. I, <laughs> I believe the words that came out of my mouth were, you're really ready to die, aren't you? <laughs> and it was it was at work. Um, <laughs> dude, there was one time on the train, this guy, oh, fuck, these are horrible stories, but, and these aren't me trying to share like, oh, I'm such a badass. It, this is what happened. And right. it, 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 it got triggered yeah. and it happened. You know, uh, you know, I went up and I was like, hey man, can I get your ticket? And he's like, yeah, nah. And I was like, hey, I don't know what that means. I was like, do you have a ticket? He goes, I don't have a ticket. And I was like, uh-huh. All right, well, you have to buy one from me or you can get one at the next stop. Right, right, he, right. Goes, he goes, I'm not buying a ticket. I was like, excuse me? He goes, and these were his words. He goes, man, it ain't your money. Just get the fuck out of my face. Oh, no. And I looked at him. I was like, is this really the way you want to approach this? <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you going to do? I was like, okay. I was the head conductor of this train. Okay. One of my good friends, also a conductor, was in the and the front car is closed off. Mm-hmm. So that's the, it's called the deadhead. So I go to the deadhead and he can see it on my face. He goes, yo, everything good? I'm like, watch my shit. <laughs> I take off my jacket, my hat, my shirt. Uh-huh. I take everything off. I walk back into, into the car. Just my wife beater, my right tank top, on. and my whole punch. I'm like, look at me, motherfucker. You're getting off at the next stop. I dare you to fucking test me today. And he just looked at me. I was like, oh, you thought that fucking happened. I won't fuck you up right now. (laughs) So he gets up and I just literally stayed behind him the whole time at the door. Mm -hmm. Just talking shit. Like I wanted him to do something. I was ready to fucking crack his skull open with that heavy ass hole punch. Mm -hmm. And then he got off (laughs) and I went to the front. He goes, bro, you okay? I was like, "Woo, that could have gotten out of line. (laughs) He's like, bro, you can get fired for that. I was like, I know. That was a bad decision. And I put my fucking shirt back. And I was like, tickets out, tickets out. It happens. And I, I've seen conductors do it because you get I'm pushed sure. and tested so much. And, I you know, can't you, remember you the last time I had one of those situations. That was like five, six years ago, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody really messes with a guy your size to begin with. But no. there are guys that, like your boy sitting there, that mouthing off to you, there are guys that really don't give a shit until they get their faces. No, you know, they pop. think they don't give a shit. Exactly. Until it's really down. Right. But yeah, so that was uh, that was Carlos at my daughter's baptism. Mm-hmm. Gary was also there, but he was gone by the time that happened. 
Ah, man. But other than that, it was a good time. Was a good time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the elephant in the room here? Speaking of slaps in the face. We are going to give this man four minutes. Okay. And then we're getting into the topic. Right. Hang on. We're at minute 38. Yes, okay. we are, sir. So we'll go to minute 45. Seven minutes on Will Smith. You want to go first? Because I got theories on this, too. Go for it. Okay. Number one, I'm not going to say it was fake. Because that that's just, I saw the incident and he was way too loud sitting in his chair, you know, afterwards. That's what kind of got me. Not to be, that, that that's not a fake thing, no. you know. This is an asshole, though. This is a guy whose wife publicly stated that she was messing on him. Mm-hmm. Entanglements. Entanglements, whatever you want to call it, okay. This is a guy that is not proud enough to stand up and say, you talk like that in front of the world? You're out of here. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. We got old enough kids. You know, I'll split the money right down the middle. I don't care. Get the fuck out of my life. Well, I think there's always been rumors that they're, they kind of had an open marriage. Yeah. But okay. It's, it's something completely different when we have an agreement and mm-hmm. then you choose to put that agreement on front street for everyone. Right. And make me look like a fucking simp. Exactly. Which is essentially, I don't know if you remember uh, long ago and far away when, uh, what's her name? Mike Tyson's wife. Said Robin it. Givens. Robin Givens. I was a child for that, but I rem- I've yeah. seen the movie. She opened her mouth in that way, and like Mike just sat there in a you know in a haze. People couldn't believe it. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people it. think that he was drugged up when they did. He that. looked it. He was he like sedated. It. Yeah, he kind of was. But Will Smith is definitely uh, you know out of his mind. I will say this, you know, on the positive side, it, it's going to be good all the way around, though. Okay, because Chris Rock's numbers are going through the roof through as the far roof. as ticket sales. He sold tickets in like two hours. Exactly. And our good friend Sean is actually going to see him. Phenomenal. So he was uh, thinking about selling his ticket because it's probably, probably worth twice what it was. At least. Yeah. At least. And Chris Rock just handled it perfectly. He yeah, took he did. the hit, mm-hmm. didn't go down, Mm-mm. and he just looked at him and, you know, just handled it. Perfect. I loved when uh, when Will Smith, you know, said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah. And he was like, I will. And then he like paused and he's like, I could... Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, dude, like, and, and here's the thing. So I'm a, I'm like 70-30. Okay. 70% of me, of me wants to believe that it, it's real. Okay. And then 30% of me is like, mm, okay, that could be totally fucking fake. And here's yeah. why I stand with there both. Go. When I first saw it, my first thought was, somebody needs to check on Will Smith. He's not well. Yeah. Like, that man just fucking broke. He broke. He Mentally. was laughing at the joke when when it was first stated. Yeah, but and she he looked was, at him. She at wasn't. His, yeah, and then he looked at his wife. And he like, that's the real. I cul- better stand listen, up for her right now. Or that's the real culprit in this situation. Oh, you think Jade is? What did she say or do with her eyes that triggered him? Because he was laughing. Yeah, and then something just happened, and he was just like, "Motherfucker." Yeah. So my first thought was, he's not well. Number two, we got to understand this. You ready for this? Go, man. I've been telling this to people for a while now. Yeah. Everyone in Hollywood right now is not well. Yeah, they're all fucking idiots. They are the most egocentric, yeah. narcissistic, self-centered people. They truly believe they are gods. Right. Um, there's that scene in The Shining when they first go into the hotel. I always love this one little line. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, we've had tons of celebrities stay here. Then she goes, royalty. And he goes, the best kinds of people. <laughs> right, right. Where it's like the best kinds of people are famous people right they're better than us because right. they're famous and for a long time they believe that mm-hmm. like you get out of the car people are like oh will smith will smith fresh oh, yeah. prince you love it you're like oh you know it gets exhausting and i get it miley cyrus said it best one time she was like i complain all the time about the paparazzi she goes you know when i'll really complain about the paparazzi 
when they show when they don't show when up. They don't show up because then it's like, where are they? It's right on the money. So March two thousand twenty. Okay, the world shuts down. There are no movie theaters. Right. There are no movies being produced. Mm-hmm. Then when production does begin, it's so strict. Everyone's priorities got changed. You no longer gave a shit about Will Smith. You don't care what dress so-and-so was wearing. Right. Because you're like, I don't want to fucking die. I want to get out of my house. When can I go back to the fucking gym? Right. I'm working from home. My kids got to wear them. I don't care who's dating who in Hollywood. You went from being the center of the universe to now no one cares about you. Mm-hmm. Then when you finally do start making movies again, they're not at movie theaters. So you're not making the same money you thought you were going to make off of ticket sales or whatever it might be right. when you produce okay, this I movie. Gotcha. So they became regular people. Anonymous. Nobody cared. I'm not going to give There's you that. There's no one. movie theaters. I, I'm not buying it. Uh, they, you don't think that... Bro, Wilson. have you have you heard the clip of Tom Cruise losing it on the production set of like Mission Impossible? Yeah, I, I think I recall hearing These that. are people who were... They had everything taken away from them. Okay, I get it. But I'm, I'm like, you're talking about mega, mega millionaires here. Yes. And, and you're coming at it from a fame direction. You know, these guys, can, they don't have to work the rest of their lives kind of thing. And but they're not in it for the money, right? Yeah, at this point, they're, they're doing it for the fame. They're in it for the fame. And the notoriety. And when you've been famous for 30-something years, and right. all of a sudden, people don't care. And let's keep it going. You know how you know people don't care? Who the fuck was watching the Oscars? Nine million people. That's it. At its height, it was like a 40 million... Uh, it is down to 25% of yeah. the viewership that exactly. it had in 2010. Yep. Nobody's watching it. Yep. You know why? Nobody cares. The red carpet used to be the biggest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Joan Rivers, who are you wearing? Who? Nobody gives a shit now. Right. Because while we all got locked down, they're like, we're suffering too. We're like, fuck you. No, you're not, Ellen. Yeah. Remember Ellen? She goes, I, yeah. I now know what it's like to be in prison. Homegirl, you ain't in prison. Mm. Look at your big ass house. The divide, people stop giving a shit. So you're I, thinking that that I'm trying to get back. So to I Bill. think I think that's a small aspect of it. Okay. So you got to figure that all of Hollywood is suffering from that. Now you have a guy that while all this is going on, his wife is completely shitting on him. Right. So you take what I'm talking. That's about, what I think is. Then going you take what you're anything. talking about, and you have this situation yeah, right yeah, yeah. there. He broke. That I can say. That I can say. And there I, are there are three things that can destroy a man. And Tom says this all the time. He says three things can destroy a man. Drugs, alcohol, and a woman. Okay, I get it. And I think I think he broke. I also think what he did is the best thing that could have happened for the Academy Awards. When was the last time anyone yeah, talked this much about the about Oscars? It. No, I agree. I agree. So that's why I said the, the, the good things that are coming out of this, obviously Chris Rock's, you know, his stock is rising. I'd say Will Smith's stock is rising too because... When you are a loose cannon, people are interested in watching you. Mm-hmm. And I think the next Will Smith movie is going to be a big deal because of that factor. Of course. I'll tell you, you right know. now, I'm definitely going to watch the Academy Awards next year. And then you got the Academy Awards. Like, I'm like, I got to see this. You know, living up to this shit. Who knows? But that goes back to the idea that maybe this was ma- manipulated. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was, but they, they seem to have uh, backed their trailer into something that really made sense. I don't think it was. I really think he broke... But I wouldn't be surprised if we find out 20 years from now, like, that whole thing was real. It was fake, yeah. They knew nobody it. was talking. They knew nobody cared. And they're like, who can we get that would do this? Will Smith. Yeah. Because he still speaks to multiple generations. Yeah, he does. 
He does. I, like I said, it's going to be a win-win for everybody all the way around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, the, was the, it classless? Fuck 100%. yeah. 100%. 100% class. I mean, that's the kind of thing where you talk to the guy and say, meet me outside afterwards. You know, you don't do it. You know? Well, when he started screaming, and we talked about yeah. this, when he started doing the whole, keep, that's when I was like, oh, he's fucking pissed. Yeah, he's getting all street on the whole thing, too. He, and I'm like. Well, dude, he's from Philly. No, no, I get that. But I'm saying it just, it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Listen. It's just we not were, a good look. Listen, we were just talking about how I'm Professor Miguel, but every now and then I'm at a baptism, about to drag somebody into the fucking streets. Right. Every now and then, <laughs> it comes out. Yeah. I hear you, man. It comes out, and people forget. You know? Right, so we're in agreement that it's a win-win. I agree. We're in agreement that he did a stupid thing, but it ended up being a good thing. Yes. <laughs> and we're in agreement that he had a built-in excuse because his wife was a fucking... You know. I don't even think it was an excuse, man. I think that was the fucking trigger. Yeah. Okay. Like that was that was, that was was it. And you're combining it with the notoriety factor, the, the fame factor, that nobody's paying attention to him anymore. Right. They're not mentally well in Hollywood right now. No, that's what I was going to say. They're suffering. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you two things though. Where was security? Number one. That bothers me too. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, I don't understand something like everyone just stood there. It's almost like a high school fight. It reminded me of that. Well, I think everyone Where just got caught just off like guard. Said, you know, like yeah, that's what it was, and nobody wanted to confront the fucking bully, which and, he was. Yeah, hundred percent. But here's here's where Will Smith loses. You okay. ready? And this me, is, yeah. I don't think he loses, but all right. Well, because they're not even taking away his Academy Award. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's going to get suspended from going to the Academy Awards for at least a year Big or two. Big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. I get a night off where I don't have to fucking get yeah, dressed exactly. off. Yeah, like, you know, like Put on the idiot. fucking penguin suit. Right. Um, Will Smith doesn't have the platform Chris Rock has. And right. here's what I mean by that. Will Smith is an actor. He reads lines. That's he's it. a character. Right. He makes a movie. Chris Rock has a microphone and a stage. Yeah. He can fucking destroy Will Smith for the rest of his career. Yeah. Anytime he wants. Yep. And Will Smith has to fucking eat it. Yep. He can say what he wants, whenever he wants. I, he can just fucking pull out a Will Smith joke every single special. I took your fucking classless punch, you know, your best thing, and I'm still standing kind of thing. Well, it's like one of the things, like the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker's microphone is mightier than anything yeah. Will Smith can And do. even though he's like speaking to small crowds, you know, like the average comedy uh club holds about 100 200 people maybe yeah, but chris rock it doesn't matter it's, it's just it's out there now but how long until he does a fucking arena tour now oh that's a good point too how long until netflix goes we want to give you a special <laughs> well, he deserves that anyway that guy's so fucking he's one of the fucking he's a legend love that dude he, i've seen him live he's fucking yeah. great oh yeah you told me about that it was the, wonderful uh, yeah he's so good yeah man those doing guys it for are, a long time it's not easy like people are like i want to be a comedian it's fucking work yeah work yeah there's a great book that jerry seinfeld just came out with it's called uh is sign language no is there something to this and he just it's about three or four inches thick and it's just his ideas (laughs) that's that's usually what they're (laughs) that's what she said now uh it's like three to four inches thick the book and all it is is like his ideas and how he developed those ideas into jokes wow it's a really really cool like how do you become a a stand-up comedian kind of uh thing that's interesting yeah yeah well, I remember he had the one episode in Seinfeld where he wakes up in the middle of the night. Right, and he's trying to write and he writes down the a joke, idea. And then he can't remember what the idea, right. he can't read the handwriting. And then at the <laughs> end, he finally figures it out. He goes, that's not funny. Right. It's not funny at all. <laughs> but it's interesting. But that's my stance on Will Smith. It's unfortunate. He lost control of his emotions. 
But but a lot of goods coming out of it for everybody. Uh, so. They're talking. This is the most anyone's talked about mm-hmm. Chris Rock, Will Smith, or the Academy Awards Damn in straight. two and a half years. Absolutely. Well, two years actually, March. Yeah. Roy, what so is I'll our ask topic? one last question now. Okay. Does this open the door for assholes to walk up to comedians that you know in clubs and smack them? You know what? Someone brought that up. And, I'm curious about and that. I agree. I think it is going to open the door to it, and I, I don't, don't like think it should. All. I don't like that idea at no all. No fucking way. You go to a fucking comedy club, you know what you're getting yourself yeah. involved in. Mm-hmm. Shit. I remember sitting front row for Jim Jeffries at the Stress Factory, right. and one of like the opening comedians came in. Fucking no name. Don't know who he is. Right. Guess what? He started making fun of us. He made fun of everybody <laughs> in the front row. Mm-hmm. You laugh because they're telling fucking jokes. That's the point. Exactly. They're jokes. Oh, look at this fucking guy. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, here we yeah. go. Like, how can you sit there and laugh at everything else, but then when it gets pointed at you, you're like, hey, you're being mean. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's jokes. That shit used to go way back to like Don Rickles' time, you know, like in the 60s when he piss on people. D- dude, and here's, and you can't say one's okay and one's not. Right. All right? And, and here, and this is why I stand, because my stance is people talk about Dave Chappelle okay. and how some of his jokes, you know, he had like transphobic jokes, which right. by the way, we're not transphobic. No. At least not in my opinion and the way he explains it. And I'm like, no, he should be allowed to say what the fuck he wants. If you don't like it, don't listen. Don't go to the show. That's if you don't like point. it, don't watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, well, you know what? Chris Rock shouldn't talk about someone's wife. Get the fuck out of here. Right. It's a yep. fucking joke. Exactly. And it wasn't even a good joke. It was like just an offhanded uh, kind of comment. Yeah, about her fucking hairdo. Yeah. G.I.J. He didn't thing. make fun of her for alopecia. And here's the thing, like, her hair looked, for what she was doing, like, it looked smooth and she it looked, looked pretty good. pretty slick, yeah. It looked slick. Good looking woman. And he made a joke. I know. He didn't even say anything like that fucking yeah. crazy. He made a joke. I just get the sense that it's going to open the door for some douchebag. You know, like in the movie The Joker. I know, agree. Where the fucking guy just fucking snaps. And, and it's, all, it's already so tough. Yeah. It's already so tough for yeah. these comedians. Absolutely. You know, they talk about it all the time. They have to apologize before they Well, it's their own damn fault, frankly. I mean, yeah, and I'll tell you why. They should have, and and Rogan talks about this, it's like you should have the First Amendment right to say whatever the fuck you want to say, especially as a comedian, okay? You shouldn't be curtailing your, your, you know, your material along those lines because it just makes it not funny. Yeah. It feels uncomfortable. And I remember going to a, a comedy show maybe about four years ago, three years ago, actually. Every comedian said the same fucking line i saw four of them they each started up with oh i'm not a racist but and every comedian said that i'm like just say the fucking joke say the fucking joke okay you want to say a jewish joke great you want to say a fucking black joke say it yeah you know just fucking yeah. say it. And, it and if it comes out bad well either adjust the joke or stop <laughs> using it exactly stop using is well, it that, funny or is it not funny you know and listen like fuck man like they're words they're words, and mm-hmm. you can't let words control your emotions, yeah. because what's going to happen when actions happen? Exactly. And we're trying to cancel everyone and make everyone say nice things. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be fucking mean, and you got to be harsh, and you got to be rude, and you got to say shit people don't like. Absolutely. And stand behind it. That's it. Stand behind it. And dude, like when I saw Jim Jeffries, these these four women were in the front. He's a snarky dude. He is. <laughs> I love him. You know when yeah. I started watching Funny Jim Jeffries, he had a joke that he said one time. Uh-huh. And I used to go to sleep. I still try to. I would sleep with the TV on. Okay. And he like came on middle. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Right, right. And he made this joke, and it woke me up in my sleep because mm-hmm. it's a joke I'd been saying since like high school. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> stole my material. stole my shit. 
like you know but then like you know now as an adult I'm like you know the idea of original thought isn't a real thing everyone's mm-hmm. had that thought at some right. point um so then I, I was like I was like I, I was like I gotta see if this is fucking on demand and I wa- I was losing my shit I was fucking oh, dying wow. he was so inappropriate yeah, so vulgar so crude we're like I'm laughing because it's like okay it's kind of funny but the fact that you fucking said yeah. it yeah. is like what yeah. that's what I enjoyed about yeah. it and that was the whole dice clay. You know, Misty. And yeah, man. So he would just fucking say this shit. He'd be like, what? Yeah. And he, even now, like when Jim Jeffries, like, I'll still watch him. Uh-huh. I don't agree with some of his politics. So some of his jokes, like, I think he's, he's very, a lefty. Yeah. And like, he's very, like, like he makes a lot of jokes about people who are like pro guns. Okay. Yeah. And like, I, I'm like, all right, your delivery's funny. I don't agree with it. Yeah. 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 So fuck off. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like, how dare you say that I shouldn't have my guns? Like, exactly. okay. All right, well, when someone breaks into your house <laughs> right. and you get, you know, ass fucked, that's on you. Me, they're going to get blown That's always bits. a theory when I, you know, when somebody breaks into my house, am I getting ass fucked? That's, <laughs> that's my first thought. Seth's so like, they're going to steal stuff. I'm like, steal stuff? We're all getting raped. I have the Dexter fear. That's my like thing. Gonna fucking... Like someone comes into my house and fucking hits me with like ketamine in my neck <sighs> and I'm fucking like, I can't move while this fucking guy is like. What would you do? Like at that point nothing. you wake up and surround, it's over. It's dude. over. It's like, you know. I'm going to cry and beg. No it's, amount of begging is going to make up for nah, all nah. the work that went into this. <laughs> That's I'm, exactly. I'm wrapped up in a room covered in plastic with pictures <laughs> of all my crimes in 10 pounds of saran wrap. A lot of thought and detail went into this. Okay. Me saying I'm sorry is not going to make him change his mind. Fuck no. He's tired. Right. It's like when you cook a meal. Prep time, two and a half hours. Cook time, 10 minutes. We're fucking eating this for dinner. We're not ordering pizza. It took me two hours oh to make this. God, that cracks me up. Like you're fucking like <laughs> you're not getting out. I'm like fuck. See the moment it's like that. Bringing it back to jujitsu, it's like when you get in a bad position and someone says you shouldn't have gotten in that position. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How do I get out of this? Don't get Don't caught get in caught it. it. Exactly. Fuck off. It's like when you're lying on the table and Dexter's above you with his fucking hunting knife. It's like <sighs> how do I get out of this, professor? Uh, then he goes into his monologue. <laughs> and he's like. You stalked and prayed on the minds. And yeah, it's like, yeah. All right, dude. I get how this ends. Can we just fucking just stab me in the fucking chest? <laughs> well, where's the chase and how do we cut to it? Yeah, yeah. like, please. It's like, are you scared now? No, I'm upset that you, I'm wrapped in saram wrap, but. <laughs> this isn't a fair do? fight, man. Yeah. Come on. You know? Well, you know, it's funny. Like a couple, like a year or two ago, I, there was something that happened and I thought for sure I was about to get fucking shot. And I remember when it happened, like, I didn't get scared. It was just one of those moments like, oh, fuck, this is it. Mm-hmm. And then a gun. Oh, oh, so you really like had that moment of like clarity. Where you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like oh, I was, shit. you know, someone like followed me to the bank and then when I went to pull out, they like blocked me. They got out of their car. They stormed yeah. to my passenger window and Ooh. like, like they went to like, yeah. like I saw their Reach hand pull up Holy and like fuck. my first thought was like, fuck. This is, this is how it's going to end. Like I wasn't like, no, I was just like, fuck, I'm going to die at the PNC in Hamilton. <laughs> I was like, like, what am I going to do at that point? And they didn't have a gun. He started talking shit, and then I got out the car. And we fucking handled business. Um, <laughs> and by business, I mean I convinced him we shouldn't fight, and we exchanged business cards. And <laughs> I love you, man. No, none of that shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can fucking figure something out. Let's hug um, this out. <laughs> but yeah, man. So anyway, these these women were at Jim Jeffries, and they were like scoffing at some of his jokes. Scoffing. He, he was like, he goes, "Do you not think I'm funny?" And he's Australian. Yeah. I'm not doing an Australian accent. Right, right. And the one girl was like, "No, I think you're rude." He goes. You bought tickets to come here, right? Right, right, right. You bought tickets to see Jim Jeffries, right? Let me ask you this. Did you watch a fucking special? Maybe do your research before you go see a comedian. Right. And he's like, what do you <laughs> do not like? Research. Do you not like my rape jokes? He goes, well, here's another one. And he went into it. I was like, ah, <laughs> you're so inappropriate, you crazy, witty Australian. I love that. 
As a crocodile Dundee over here is losing his fucking mind. Let me tell you another rape joke. He's like, oh, I got another one. <laughs> but then he even said it like, like he said like this one joke and like the newspaper like published the joke. He's like, when you read the words out of context, you're like, this is fucking yeah, bad. It's nasty. Yeah. But you gotta like, that's not what I said. It's yeah. what I said, but it's not what I said. But yeah, Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. Chris Rock shouldn't have gotten smacked. Shouldn't have gotten smacked. Will Smith should have stayed in his fucking seat. Way to he, wrap it up. Like he stood that. up for his woman. Yeah, he stood up for his woman, but he ain't I mean, standing up for his woman when fucking rappers are writing songs about fucking her out. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, dude. Exactly. If that was the rock, if that was Dwayne Johnson, he ain't going up there. No, because Dwayne Johnson yeah. has fucking class. Yeah. Too. If that was if that was Bruce Willis, he's definitely not going up there. No, no, no. Poor Bruce, man. At any rate, yeah, I just heard. All right, Yikes. let's get to our topic all of right. the night. I an hour in, I wrote down the topic, but it's like, uh, all right. I th- what are we talking about? Like, you explain to me what it is you want to talk about because I just want to make sure I get it. So we've done. We've talked in the past about what happens when you get the next promotion right. and you, you level up. Like, what are the responsibilities? How does your role change? My thing is something different. Okay. You want your next belt. You want that blue belt. Yeah. You want that purple belt. Now what? Not responsibilities. Not that. It's like, what happens when you get what you asked for? Right. 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 What happens when? the roles you thought you were going to get, mm-hmm. there's more attached to it. There's right. things you didn't realize were attached to yeah. it. Now what? Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. What happens when you get everything you wanted? Yeah. It's like the old, the, uh, the old story. Don't, you know, ask for what you want because you may just get it kind of thing. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. And it happens. And I've just, it's, it's really been something that's been hitting me a lot because we're going yeah, to segue into really important to you. Why it's you? important to me because, you know, as, you know, as the school continues to grow, yeah, you know, we're in a place where I've really been just reflecting a lot on what's going on. Okay. I'm like, fuck, I'm really getting everything I wanted. Like, I, I believed it with all my heart and soul. This is what's going to happen. Okay. But now I'm seeing the price that has to be paid for it. Okay. The time away from home, the the, right. the responsibilities, the time spent on all these other things. And it's like, there's a price for it. And I was very no, no. aware of the price. Okay. Because I had a very good mentor who prepared me for it. And that's what we're talking about this. Okay. He, he showed me like this is what it's like right how big do you want to be hmm. and i was like i, I was like not as, i remember told him i told him one time i was like i don't want to be as big as you right but now i'm like i don't know maybe in something else i kind of want to be but it opens things up yeah so perfect segue uh the podcast is picking up some steam yeah we have our first official sponsor first official sponsor Grab it up uh we have our discount code if you Listen, if you're listening to this, you train jujitsu. All right. If you're a jujitsu person, you probably got a little bit of a personality. You want to show off your personality. Mm-hmm. I love this fucking brand. Hit me. I've paid for them. All right. Roy, we're going to get you out of these tidy whities <laughs> Put you in some fucking good underwear. I, I, I use, uh, you know, athletic boxers. No, we're going to get rid of that no, fucking through the looms, Roy. It's garbage. <laughs> it's trash. We're going to get you to express the things that you love. Okay. You like Top Gun. You like Bloodsport. You like Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, Rocky, Muhammad Ali. We're going to represent that shit. Contenders Clothing Brand is now an official sponsor of the Tapping In Podcast. C-O-N-T-E-N-D-E-R. Yes. Dot com or like what's their... Uh... I believe you can follow them on Instagram. Their Instagram is at Contenders Clothing Use promo code tapping in twenty for a twenty percent discount That's on beautiful. all of your purchases. Contender clothes. Listen, I'll get a bunch of things tonight. I wear their brand. Okay, I love their underwear. What I love about it is number one, it's cool. I've got the uh, the Cobra Kai one that has mm-hmm. the big snake that's right on my on my package. 
because it's going to bite you. Um, and they're black and they're sleek and they, they look really good and they fit really well. And what I like about and I have the Top Gun ones, the Iceman ones. I was always more of an Iceman fan. Okay. Not so much Maverick. Maverick was sleek, but something about Iceman. I was like, I dig that motherfucker. And and Goose was always like going to die anyway, so you knew that was going to happen. Fuck Goose, man. <laughs> fucking, he stays in the Fuck fucking Goose. back. Fart sniffer. Um, <laughs> fucking sitting back there sniffing Maverick's ass. You're a Val Kilmer, Iceman kind of guy? Fuck yeah, dude. When he goes, yeah. You know what's my favorite part? What's that? When he goes, did you figure it out yet? Figure what <laughs> I know out? What you're talking Who about. the best pilot is. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's some fucking balls. That's in the like, locker room. In case room. you haven't learned, let me remind you. I'm the fucking man. man. Absolutely. It's the way he flies. Ice cold. Yeah. I love them. I, I fucking love me some fucking Iceman. Even Kimmer at the very perfect. end where he's like, you can be my wingman any day. You know you're and, talking about something that a lot of people don't know. No, though. they do fucking know. They want, you think people have watched Top Gun? 100%. All right. I'm not. Revving up the engine. I know. That sounds like Loggins? phenomenal. Phenomenal. I got you. I'm gonna watch that shit tonight. I'm gonna be all fucking monstered up. I got no work tomorrow. We're going to Vegas on Friday. Let's fucking go. Did you ever see the movie Iron Eagle? Because they they copied off a Top Gun during that time. Oh, I know a movie. The guy's like bow legged. Yeah, with Luke Gossett. Yeah, (laughs) I know the movie. See what I'm saying is like Hollywood. Whenever they get a great idea and everything, they fucking fucking massacred with other. uh, You know what is a great idea, Roy? Why is that, baby? Going to ContendersClothing.com and using the promo code tapping in twenty for twenty percent off your underwear. They also have hoodies. I was gonna say what else? They they got t-shirts. They've got hoodies, t-shirts, dude. Bloodsport. Rocky, okay. Muhammad Ali. So it's a tie into movies. Tied into movies. It's all officially licensed stuff. Okay. So they got the access to the pictures, the likeness, Yody. all that stuff. Yody. It's incredible. I'm going to tell you right now, I wear their stuff when I train. It stays where it's supposed to stay. Okay. So doesn't ride up. So doesn't ride shit, Doesn't uh, bunch. Material. It's no, it looks stuff. great. It lifts up uh, my ass and it keeps my package pumping. Okay. Yeah. Contender Clothing, the first official sponsor. I don't usually look in that direction. Tapping but, uh, in podcast. You know. <laughs> well, that's why. That's why. That's why. I, but I'll have to check out your but ass see, a but now, now. But now, when I go mount a triangle, oh, you'll be like, oh, "What is going on right now?" It's Contender's Clothing. <laughs> if you want to be a champion, first you gotta be a contender. Contender Clothing brand. One more time. That was a fucking C O N T E N D E R S. Contenders. Contenders. Clothing. Clothing. You can follow them on Instagram. They you are 20, verified. And you get 20% off? 20% off if you use the tapping. I'm, I'm being serious. That's a fucking Tapping great. in 20. That is okay. the promo code. We're going to put a link on it in the schools count. Uh, or I on the, or I should say on the- Are they, uh, they going to sell any uh, MBJJ stuff? Or uh, is this strictly their own thing? Strictly their own thing right okay. now. But you know okay. what, Roy? Listen. Sooner once, or later. Sooner or later, brother. Sooner or later. It's going to happen. Listen. Good things don't stay a secret forever. You <laughs> know so what I'm true. saying? It's such. So Apple started in a fucking garage. They really did. Now look at them. Stevie Jobs, baby. But yeah, definitely give them a, you know, contenders clothing with an S, verified blue check mark on Instagram. Shirts, shorts, undies. Shirts, shorts, hoodies. Uh, they, have, they have a Rocky Balboa robe. They've got, cl- dude, they've got Clubber Lang underwear. <laughs> Rocky what? three. Yes, bro. <laughs> it. It's just the coolest shit. It's nostalgia, but it's got a purpose. Clubber, I love a, it. Clubber, do you have a prediction for this fight? Oh, fuck. What was his line? Pain. Pain. <laughs> Pain. Love me some fucking mm, um, Pity the fool. They just recently released their Fight Club uh, package too, which is pretty cool. That's nice. So it's beautiful. Yeah, man. I'm looking at their shit right now. It's awesome. I can't wait. Uh, so. so you just got in touch with them and you know they heard our stuff mm-hmm. and they jumped on. I love it. They're the first one to jump on. I but they it. won't be the last. Yeah. I'm already working on one right now. Another one. Seriously? Yeah, That's dude. awesome. Seriously. Yeah. We're working on it. Pliables? 
Fuck pliables. <laughs> Fuck pliables. The fudge shop. What are we talking here? No, I'm actually talking. Come on, Roy. I can't put everything out there on the streets. We've got to keep things close to the heart. <laughs> All right. So getting back to the topic. So you get your belt. So Go. going back to the topic. So Please. now we started a small podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what did we think was going to happen? Maybe a couple of the students were going to listen, get right. a couple. Of, but it's growing. People are recognizing you. Yeah. Um, I had a situation at work yesterday. I, I got recognized at work. Oh, that's right. This is a great story. I got recognized at work. So I'm, I'm at work. I'm teaching class. Put down the bong and listen to this story. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone, is, someone that listens to this podcast be like, bro, I heard that. And I was like, <laughs> so like, they're definitely talking to me, right? Like, I'm not, like, this isn't being made up right now. Like, they're definitely watching me, right? Dude, like, I wouldn't put it past Roy or Professor. They're very fucking sneaky with some of the things they do, dude. And they're old, so they have access to money and people. <laughs> You know who I'm talking oh, about. You know. know who you are. You know who you are. Fucking hippie. Um, so anyway, so it changed. People started listening, yep. which is great. People are listening. Yeah. But that means people are listening. Right? Yeah, it's a strange feeling. Like, like people now, know like, you and you don't know them. You don't know them. Yeah, it's and then it starts vibe. coming to you. So now I'm at work yeah. and... Um, one of my students, he's, you know, we just started the new class this week. Right, right. So we were there Monday, Tuesday was our first day. Like, you know, we're just right. getting to know each other. Just to make sure people understand, you're talking, you're an instructor at Transit. At NJ we're Transit. We're not talking about a student. Not at the school. At, at, uh, no, this is real NBJJ. life. NJJ, right. Real life. You're, real life. You're an instructor. Got it. Real life. Pants, shirt, okay. tie. Yep. Hi, guys. I'm Miguel Benitez. I'll be your instructor today. I was going to, that corny shit. Um, but I'm good at it. So he goes, uh, he goes, Hey Miguel, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, what's up dude? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you train jujitsu? Now I thought my, my Tom to blast ocean right. County necklace was hanging out. So right away I was like, Oh, so I reached for it and like, I was like making sure it was like tucked away. Cause I don't like having it hanging out. Sure. And, um, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I do. And then he like looks around and he leans in and he goes, <laughs> are you professor Miguel? And I was like, dude, I felt like Bruce Wayne. And someone was like, I know you're Batman. I was like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. So I start blushing. Yeah, the heroin, the back of my neck just went up. Yeah, and I'm like, (laughs) um, uh, yeah. yeah." Because I always joked around. (laughs) I would always joke around at work and say like, what are you guys going to fucking do when students start recognizing me? Yeah, and I yeah. can't, I can't teach because I'm too famous and it's always <laughs> bullshitting. Like I love to like play that like narcissistic yeah. role. Cause to me it's fucking hilarious. Cause some people really are like that. And I think it's funny right. and I just do it bullshitting, but then it happened and yeah. I'm like, Oh fuck. This changes things because now he knows a lot about me, which means That's anyone exactly here can about. ask questions and know everything about me. Cause mm-hmm. I put it all out there right. thinking, Who's listening? Fucking everyone. Yeah. So I got what I wanted, but what comes with it? Yeah. There's a price. Yeah, exactly. So he tells me how he used to train at Madama. He knows Jesus Malaga, okay. uh, House of Salt, him and his fiance Sarah. And he reached out to Jesus. He goes, bro, I think Professor Miguel is my teacher at work. And he goes, it's possible. I know he worked for transit. He goes, yeah. no, I'm telling you, this is him. So he's like, Dude, I saw you. I knew I recognized you. <laughs> and I didn't want to bug you because I didn't want to seem like, you know, like a weird little yeah. fanboy. And just hearing those words, like, you didn't want to bug me. Yeah. Like, sir, I know you're with your family. I don't want to bother you. But can I get a picture? Right. And he goes, he goes, I follow you on Instagram. I listen to your podcast. And wow. I was like, 
But now all the other students are like perking up like, who the fuck are you talking about? And like <laughs> now they're looking at me like in the Zoom class. Well now well now they're like looking at me like, Who the fuck are you? Are you somebody? Well now we're in person, it's not even on Zoom. Oh right. Okay. So I can't even like disguise right. yeah. my like blushing. And I'm I'm brown, Roy, but it was very evident. You're so a lot just, darker than me. It, yeah. it just made me think like, fuck, you ask for all these things. And then when it happens, it's like, are you ready? All right. So so let's just expand on that a little bit. Do you want to talk about the next step in terms of your progression? Or you want to talk about just the student progression? Because I'll tell you this, if you do get bumped up, you know, let's say a new, new belt. Which is coming this week. People, So people who are yeah. hearing this right now have already gotten promoted because this will okay. come out after the promotions. Uh, but we got some people getting promoted this week. And here's here's the thing. There's there's a couple of people getting promoted who are ready for the next belt. Right. And what I mean by ready, I don't mean like I think they're ready. I do. But they're like, ready. They're like, come on, I'm ready for my blue belt. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've already talked about your roles in the academy is going to change. Mm-hmm. Here's the other reality of it. When your belt goes from white to blue, fun time is over. Yeah. No one is going to roll with you and think like, well, you're a white belt. Let me take it easy. No, no, you're a blue belt now. You should know what the fuck you're doing. Right. Where you thought you were kind of bad, you're going to find out you suck really bad at that position. Where you thought you were really good, you're going to find out you're not as good as you thought you were. Right. Because now no one's fucking around. You're a blue belt now. Mm-hmm. You get a purple belt, guess what? Those brown belts and black belts now, you're fair game. The blue belts are a proving ground. You're starting to enter into the uh, the arena. So now what? You yeah. want that blue belt. You got your blue belt. Yeah. Now the rounds are going to get a lot harder. And you can't say... Everyone's just training so tough. You're a fucking blue belt now. Yeah, eat it up. All right. We talk about the podcast. The, I, I wanted it. I wanted this podcast to take off. I want to become something. I want right. it. I want to get the sponsorships. I want to keep getting it out there. Right. Well, what's going to come with it? Now I got to. I got to make sure every podcast I mention this fucking brand. Now there's going to be people listening. If you believe in the brand, like obviously we do, you don't. You don't mind saying that. Shit. I don't mind it. Yeah, but. What's going to happen when someone buys it and maybe they don't like it? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I get the fucking DM. This product sucks. That's right. I'm like, bro, this shit was horrible. You you like this shit? It's like, yeah, I do. It's like, <laughs> fuck that. Because now they start th- they right. start taking that. They attach it to you. And they attach it to me. Yeah. They attach it to the podcast. Right. They attach it to everything. Those are the things you don't realize that come with the territory. Right. We'll talk about something else. Forget the podcast. Forget a belt. Mm-hmm. You want to have kids. Yep. We talk okay. about how great it is. Right. And it's phenomenal. Are you truly ready? Because you're going to meet a different side of your spouse that yeah, they didn't yeah, even yeah. know existed. Yeah. You're not going to get the sleep. And as much as you prepare for it, you're not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You're not prepared for when that kid isn't what you thought it was going to be. Right. You know, I would love for Benny to be an athlete. Can he still be one? Yeah, possibly. He's got athletic ability. Right. right. But he's really into music. He's really into fucking rolling like a ninja with swords. And it's right, fantastic. Right. I catch myself watching it love all the time. It. But it's like, that's not necessarily what I, you know, I would love to have a football player son. Right. He might not be that. Some parents can't get past that. You see that all the time in the wrestling room or on the football fields. Like, mm-hmm. put my son in. Your son doesn't fucking like this. Yeah. Were you ready for that? Yeah. Were you ready to get what you wanted? You have a kid. Now, guess what? It's a human being. It's not what you wanted it to be. It's not what you perceived it in your mind. It is its own person. It's going to live its yeah. own life. Are you ready for, for it to be exactly what you wanted or what you didn't want? You want your son to be a football player? Okay. He becomes a football player. He becomes a D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. 
are you ready for your son to tear his ACL when he's 17 years old? Right. And have to come back to you and start my whole life all over again. Are, are you ready? The, are you the path ready? Path is different. Now. Are you ready to take your fifteen-year-old yeah. to the hospital because he's got a fucking concussion? And doctors are telling you don't let him sleep. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Because that's what you asked for, yeah. and you got it. You know, it's the it's the iceberg theory, right? All you see is the tip of the iceberg. You don't see everything underneath yep. it. Absolutely. What comes with it? And in jujitsu, we all ask for these things, but are you ready for it? And Tom says it to me all the, I mean, I'm spoiled in the sense that I have a mentor that didn't just do it as an instructor, right? didn't just do it as a competitor. He's also done it, you know, monetarily. He's done it with sponsorships. He's done it with social media. Right, right, right. He's created a brand. He's not a person. He's a brand. He's created that. And he said it to me multiple times. He goes, dude, you're doing all these things. He's like, when it hits, are you ready for it? He's like, you need to be ready for when it happens because it ain't right. going to be all fucking good. I don't know. I, I, I think in terms of you, I, I think you map things out. You know what I'm saying? You you have it in your head how you, you see it you know, down the road. It, and that's, you have an intuition that, that's really different than a lot of people. Tom's a different story. You know, Tom like went from one mountain to the next mountain to the next mountain. I mean, he's succeeding on a different kind of level. Well, the thing with Tom, too, is you know? he saw the mountain when people thought it was just a hill. Okay, I could see that. And he climbed it while people were like, I'm not going to go up that hill. He's like, I'm going to climb that mountain. Right. And he took it to heights. He was doing social media before social media was a big thing. Right. He was one of the first ones to really get on board with the BJJ fanatics. Mm -hmm. He's got a fucking NFT. Yep. Like, he finds a way to stay ahead of the curve. Yep. I get to benefit on the fact that I can pick and choose what I want to be successful in. Yeah. And I can look at him and be like, how did you succeed at this? Yeah, you're riding in the wake of somebody that's... Uh, Already done it. Done it, yeah. Stand on the shoulder of giants. Absolutely. All right, like I reached out and I, I try But you're to... creating a different kind of brand. You know what I'm 100%. saying? 100%. My brand is not Tom. following his wake, but you're creating a different type of thing because your personality is just too overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's just too you. You know, and Tom's just not that personality. I, I, if I try to act like Tom, it wouldn't come over well. No. I'm not him. Right. He's not me. Right. But that's why I right. learned from him. But he's <laughs> he's also, re he's recognized that. He's told me all the time. He's like, he's like, you have something very unique. That's what I, yeah, absolutely. He's like, you're one of the few people, he goes, when you talk, I find myself fucking listening. Because I'm like, what is this, mother <laughs> what is this motherfucker going to say? Yeah, but you also have this really bad defect where you're not quite buying it. You always say like, wait a minute, is he just saying this? Oh, Tom, I always think he's no, full no, of shit. No, no, I'm not talking about Tom. Anyone. I'm you think yeah, yeah, yeah. that anybody that gives you a compliment. That's what I'm saying. Like when Tom says it, I'm like, yeah. mm, I do. <laughs> I know you do. I do. I'm working on it. Me and Dr. Judy, we'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I think one of the things also getting back to BJJ though is when you do get the belt, it's you can't look at your ride to that belt. Mm-mm as something you regret or you didn't train the right way or this or that you're now here you can't go back in time just make everything you possibly can out of this belt the uh, experience it has to be forward yeah you have to move forward there is no looking back too many people uh, you know as far as i know you know especially because i deal with people in their careers they just regret the shit that they did. Why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I say this correctly? Why am I doing this now? Or why didn't it happen for me sooner? Or whatever. You know, you can't do that. No. You know, you just can't turn the car around and then, you know, do a redo on the shit. 
and listen, I mean, it'd be very easy for me to do that with a lot of aspects of my life. Yeah. But the reality is, it's over. That's it. I, I can't get that time back. That's it. And the more time I spend dwelling on the things I could have done that I didn't do, that's time wasted when I should be doing what I want to do. Right. So instead of complaining about what happened in the last five years, no, let's build the next five years. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's one of those things, especially with... You know, like the school's doing well. The podcast is, you know, it's, 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 I'm shocked. It's, there's like even like a sponsorship coming in. Right. Where's it going to be in five years? Right. Where's it going to be in 10? And that's why I tell people, I'm like, I'm like 10 years from now, I'm only, I'm only, you know, it's funny. Like when I was like 20, 30 seemed so old, but yeah. now I'm like in 10 years, I'll only be 46. Yeah. In 10 years, I'll be 12 years younger than what you are now. And you'll be fucking old. <laughs> you'll be you'll be repeating yourself on the I podcast. Mean, I'm already looking at 55 plus community uh, brochures. So, <laughs> dude, that's the fucking place. Those places are fantastic. Amazing. They're so great. You got pools. You got gyms. Exactly. The houses are gorgeous. And I don't have to deal with fucking kids knocking at my door. You know, bro. I 19 more years when I turn 55, we're in, in there. there. We're fucking in there. <laughs> Benny's gonna be like, I have to move back home. Like the fuck you are. You're not allowed in here. Get out of here. <laughs> fuck. What is he? What is it? 19 more years. I'll be 55. Hey, shit. I mean, he'll be 24. Juju yeah. will be 22. Right, Can you him. imagine? <laughs> they might be home. <laughs> My kid's still at home. He's 27. It's a different world, man. I know. I, know. I remember when I was at work one time. This guy was saying, uh, you know, these young kids nowadays, they all live at home. They stay at home till they're 30. Smart. He's like, when I was 20, I was married. I had a house. Well, exactly. So I like, literally cut him off. I was like, stop. It's not that world. And he goes, what? I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, how much was your mortgage when you were 20 years old? Mm-hmm. How much was your house? Right. What did your car cost? $2,000? Right. I was like, that's not the world anymore. Yeah. I was like, rent for a decent one-bedroom apartment in New Jersey. bucks. Easy, yeah. No, I hear you. A, not even a nice, one, a decent one, Roy. Yeah. Oh, I feel totally. I feel terrible. Eighteen, and plus you tack on the uh, the fucking college costs. I mean, kids are walking out of college with like fifty, sixty, you know, hundred grand in uh, in debt. In debt, yeah, right out the gate. So you got to pay your loan. You got to pay rent. Yep. You got to pay utilities. You got to pay food. Let's do the math. It's probably going to cost you about three thousand dollars a month, crazy, just to live there. $3,000 a month is about $55,000 a year gross. I agree. So you can pay the net. Yeah. Hey, and listen, that's to survive. I saw the bill sitting in my uh, in my little uh, cubby at, at home. I looked at how much my college cost. It was $6,000 a year. You know, <laughs> pretty crazy, you know. But it is what it is, man. But you, you work. You're not going to change this. You're not going to change shit, no. you know. Just work hard, put your head down, that kind of thing. I, so getting back to BJJ, you get mm-hmm. your belt. I think one of the things that we can advise people as far as this and that is like, don't expect to make huge galloping improvements. Mm-mm. Look for the little improvements here. There, throw one technique in your belt, in your holster, and and kind of work on that. Well, those gaps of improvement get smaller and smaller. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like white belt, those strides are big, They're huge. By the time you get to black belt, you're like looking for little, little movements. Details. Yeah, like man, you know, I was able to like. Uh, I was able to get my pinky in there now. <laughs> that was a good one. I held my half guard on my left side. Right. It's little details. But that's what happens. And, and this is why I think people should be going from from blue to purple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a long one. <coughs> because by purple belt, you're basically a black belt. 
that just doesn't have the time. You, okay. you, you have your foundation. Okay. Fine tune it, get the game going, and build the house now at right. this point. Okay. Blue Belt is all about building the foundation. Yeah. Figuring it all out. You're trying to put down the foundation so you can build the house. Right. White Belt is breaking ground. Mm-hmm. Put the fucking hole in the ground as fast as possible so we can get to work. Right. I don't like holding people at White Belt for too long. You know, eight months, 10 months, within a year, you should be getting your fucking blue belt. Sure. Because guess what? Even if you're not ready, what benefit does it get to put you, keep you at white belt? It doesn't. None. Go to blue belt. And now you're going to learn. Bang around. Absolutely. Now you're going to learn. And you know, blue belt is, you know, it tends to weed people out. Yeah. They always say the blue belt blues, but, uh, 70% of people that quit, quit at blue belt. Is that that the number? Wow. Yeah. That's why it's like, I think 2% of white belts go on to get their black belt. Um, I think it's like 20% of blue belts go on to get their black belt. Right. Now, here's here's a fucking stat. What's that? From blue belt to purple belt, I believe, I don't quote me, but I, it's something sim- close to this. It goes from like 20, 25% to 70, 70%. Oh, yeah. You've proven your, uh, your commitment. Uh, once you get to purple, you're almost at black. Yeah. And then it's like 90% of brown belts got their black. Right, right, right. But look at that jump. 20% to 70, 75%. Yeah. That's a huge jump. Yeah. I agree. You got to get through the purple. You got to get through br- to blue. Got to get through it. And then you get your purple and now what? You're on the road to black. Everyone's treating you like you're getting ready for a black belt. Everyone's preparing so. you like you're getting ready for your black belt. Yeah. The blue belts are going to attack you because they're trying to prove that they're ready for a purple belt. Right. right. The brown belts and black belts are going to fucking come at you because they got to get you ready for a black belt. Mm. Because in the time it took you to go from blue to purple, you're going to go from purple to black. I was a blue belt for four years. Yeah, you mentioned that, and you didn't even get striped up. I got one stripe, and that's it. Right. I went. I went three years with no stripes, no recognition. Right, right, right. You know, but I didn't need the stripes for recognition. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It don't uh, fucking matter. Yeah, I think what I think what a lot of things happens is uh, it, you got to determine in your head, especially in jujitsu. They they always say you find your game, but I even go a little step further. You have to determine what bothers you as you roll. In other words, what things are really kind of impacting your improvement? What positions are you not putting yourself in to figure out how to get out of? And I think a lot of people kind of overlook that aspect. They don't put themselves in bad positions. They roll a lot, Mm -hmm. but they don't put themselves in the positions where like, this is what's really holding me back. A lot of hammers, not enough nails. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because the one thing that I notice uh, when you watch like blue belts roll, right? Mm-hmm. They're going for that top position right away. Right. They're waiting for that other person to sit guard. Anytime I train with the black belt, like fucking clockwork, we both sit to guard. They're pulling guard. Yeah, right. we're both like, all right, get on top. It's yeah. like, no, 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 you get on top. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 you get on top. Because it's like, I want to see how good I really am. Yeah. Get on top. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I also want to f- see what kind of game people have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll put my, I'll, I'll purposely start on the bottom and just say, you know, in my mind, I'm like, let's see this dude tap me. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, then you got a sweep, and you're like, okay, and then the other person's like, all right, let me play the bottom, <laughs> and they say the same yeah, shit. To and, me. <laughs> and, you know, that's what you do. Like, it, it always becomes about like who's going to get on top because when you got the it. higher belts want to, you want to learn by putting yourself in a bad position. Exactly. But those early belts, they just want to be in good positions right away. It's like that's yeah. not going to make you better. Right. It's not going to make you better at all. Yeah. But you're going to learn. You are going. You want that blue belt. 
you want to be a coach, you want to be at the other end of the line, right, you want right. all these things. Now you get it. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Are you really ready for it? Because everything is about to get exposed. Every time you bump up, it gets exposed. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and that, unfortunately, it also goes into your mind. If you don't really believe you deserve it, you know, it kind of plays on your uh, on your ego that way. You know what I'm saying? You have to really explore each belt. You have to explore all the positions. You have to explore all the, uh, yeah. like you said, being the nail. Well, and that's the thing too, I, I feel. Because if you're not, you're just, you're not getting everything you can out of this. Well, the one thing that you see all the time too is the new belt power up. Mm -hmm. And with some people, the belt can be too much and yeah. they, they suffer under it and they that. don't want it. I sense that with But people. now let's take someone like Keith Lee. Okay. Keith Lee got that purple belt and next fucking level. Yeah. Next level, which is one of the reasons why I was like, he's ready for his purple belt. Because right. I could see he was there and I was like, I think this belt is going to give him that. It's going to validate him. Yeah. And he realized like, fuck, I'm a purple belt now. I can't be dicking around with these blue belts. Yeah. I've also seen people when they get it and they're like, I'm not ready for this. And then they have a tough round against like a, a blue belt. It breaks them. Yeah, but they, they shouldn't feel that way. You know? You can't control what people are going to feel. You can't control. I, I, no, I can't totally control agree. the fact that Will Smith walked on stage and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock because of a fucking hair joke. That's an amazing reference. <laughs> I had a deposition for work and I brought it up. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> It was like this weird thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Anyway, it had to do with like self-defense and protecting yourself on a train. Right. And I was kind of like, you can't control what other people are going to do. Yeah. I was like, I was like, if that's the case, you know, Will Smith, Chris Rock should have gotten slapped by Will Smith. Yeah. And then the lawyer went on this whole rant. And I was like, well, let me put it to you this way. If I was Chris Rock's Oscar hosting coach, mm. I would have taught him one thing. If I was Chris Rock's jiu-jitsu coach, I would have taught him something different, different thing, yeah. because they're two different things. Yeah, they really are. I was like, I teach conductors how to be conductors. I don't teach them mm -hmm. how to defend themselves in a fight. Yeah. I'm more than qualified to, but that's not what transit pays me to do. Yeah. Horrible questions. Question but even that, like even that, I wanted to be in the training department. That's the job I wanted. Yeah. I got it. Great. Now my responsibility changed, but what else came with it? Yeah. I'm sitting in fucking courtrooms. I'm dealing with, you know, mandates that are coming from the governor. I'm dealing with ideas that are fucking terrible. Yeah. I'm dealing with students that are like, you know, they're just, they shouldn't be here. I'm dealing with all this extra stuff. And it's like, fuck. It's like, this is what you asked for. Yeah. You know, you saw the sunshine. You didn't see the fucking rain that comes with it. I hear you. And I think that that comes with every career path, every, every, anything. every uh, movement upwards in anything. Like <clears throat> you said, whether it's family, whether it's, uh, you know, even money, you know, well, you make a certain level of money and then you're like, okay, this is not quite what I thought it was going to no. be because my taxes are a lot higher. You know, I'm paying, you know, my uh, my wife wants to buy a, you know, a better looking dress or shoes oh, or this and that. Because so here's the, the thing, Roy. Drained. Anytime you get something you want, a sacrifice must be made. Yeah. You can't have everything. I agree. You're going to lose something. Yeah. You want to make $2 million a year? Awesome. You're going to pay a lot more taxes. Yeah. You want to be rich and famous? Perfect. There goes your privacy. Okay. I gotcha. You want to be a blue belt? But we, all, but we all live once. You know what I'm saying? You, this is not a dress rehearsal. And, and it's just like, you have to enjoy while you're here. I, I, I know that's such a cliched comment, but you, you just can't, like they said, you can't carry the regrets. You can't do all that shit. You just well, enjoy what you got and mm -hmm. you know, try keep trying to build your life and just do the right things in life. 
So, so first of all, you kind of turned a little British at the end down there. I don't know if I you did. caught I, that. I went a little uh, Breedles on you. you I heard that. Like, do what you want in life. You oh, I was John doing a little Connor there, actually. Well, my fucking British accent sucks. <laughs> That's as good as I got. By the way, you like made fun of my French accent, and Steph was listening. Was she goes, she goes, ooh, you didn't like that. I was like, what? She goes, that was real, and she knows me. <laughs> she goes, I'm sure other people thought you were joking. She goes, but I know you. When you told him to fuck off, you meant it because you didn't like that he made fun of your French accent. She's like, that hurt your feelings. I'm like, why don't you fuck off? She goes, ooh, you don't like it. I'm like, stop fucking listening to my podcast. But I'm your biggest fan or I'm one of your biggest fans. But if if it's not good, if you're not making me I laugh, need that, bro. I don't need yeah. fucking yes men. You don't want yes men. I don't need fucking nut huggers around here. Thank you. I don't need jock strap holders. Right. I need fucking people telling me like, bro, don't ever do that impression I'm a little again. too old to just uh, <laughs> kind uh, of play ball. Okay. Okay. But I alluded to it tonight, right? Yes. I started talking about how... You know, the reason I like half guards is because you got to suffer a little bit. And you got to right. fight for that fucking inch. Yep. And then you get the other inch. And you got to fight and struggle to get back to zero. You're fighting to get back to neutral because then you can fucking attack. Yeah, exactly. You took everything and now you're like, I'm back here. That's what I was talking We're about. We're done. It's it's like I took your best shot and now you're going to feel my shit. Now you know? I'm going. Yeah. Because I proved myself like I can fucking take it. Exactly. So I started talking about the school. I started talking about what happened when we shut down for a little bit. Yep. Everybody knows why. Twenty twenty. You took the best punch. But then I started saying how the school is bigger than it's ever been. The classes are busier mm-hmm. than they've ever been. They're better than they've ever been. Right. The podcast is picking up. You know, the tapping in twenty discount code for Contender Clothing brand. Get the yeah, best I heard underwear. We got sponsored. Got that who's, sponsorship. Who's sponsoring us? Contenders Clothing brand. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram. But all that stuff, right. and it's like it's all great stuff. I paid a price for it, though. Yes, yeah, you did. I paid a price for it. Yeah. And I alluded to that. And I, I mentioned that, you know. Being away from home. and Being away from home, man. I'm going to say something people don't know right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my kids since Sunday night. It's crazy. Because I wake up 5 a.m. I leave the house by 536. Mm-hmm. With gas prices, it makes no sense for me to drive home, to be home for an hour, 30 minutes, and then drive back to Montgomery. Right. It's just easier for me to come straight here. Yeah. So now I'm here. I go from work. Leave work at three, get to the school by four fifteen, and yeah. then I'm here till nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. I get home, they're asleep. Yeah. I leave, they're asleep. Yeah. So today she's three now, and she's like, she made Steph call me. So uh, you know, I'm gonna make an adjustment yeah. to make sure I get home. Uh, you know, but this week it's like, you know, I gotta get in, and I'm leaving for Vegas, and you know, so it's, it's 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 a sacrifice that has to be made. But we also talked about that pretty soon. You're going to be striping up because the school is growing to a certain point. And so that's the other thing. I don't thing. want to allude to all the other things that we discussed, right. but, but yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, yeah, right good. now, it's like at the end of the day, that sacrifice, that time that I missed, those memories I was not a part of, mm-hmm. that is my cross to carry. Yeah. Because she won't remember. Yeah. You know, Benny's getting to the point where he's kind of figuring it out. But what they will know is that they're taken care of. They'll remember the house they grew up in. Yeah. They'll know that there was money to pay for their weddings and right. put a down payment for a house and get them there. They'll know that. Yeah. It's not their job to know what I have to suffer. But then one day they'll have kids and I'll spoil the fuck out of the grandkids and be like, I couldn't do this when you guys were babies. I was fucking rolling around in contenders clothing underwear. <laughs> Let me. Uh, but that's the price to get the things that you want. Yeah. And then you get them. I'd have a lot more time if we only had 100 students and we were at the school down the street. But guess what? That's not what I wanted. Yeah. You're blowing this balloon up. It's nice. Uh, you want to take a masculinity quiz or a macho quiz? 
I'm going to fucking fail. No, you're not. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, considering today I went to a, a salon, got my hair shampooed, and got everything nicely cut. Quaffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't feel like I cheated on my barber, because my barber no. does a certain kind of oh, cut. Oh, you didn't go to your regular. I didn't go to my I went to a salon, dude. That's a big move. Only because it's like, this is such a specific thing. I need to have you some can't... Just... Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't feel like it's cheating on my barber, though. Because I really didn't cut it. Like you, If I didn't tell you, you wouldn't have known. Yeah. We just clip, clip, snip, snip, yeah, snip, snip, down. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't have... <laughs> We're just cutting enough so that it grows the way I want it to grow. Nice. And I showed you what I'm going for. We're I'm not, not going to say the name say right it. here, but. I'm not going to say it. I but fucking it... showed Steph the look. I'm like, do not look at the actor. <laughs> this is not an insinuation that I believe I look like the actor. Yeah. I just like the hair and beard. Right. And stuff's like, you think you look like him. I was like, God damn it, woman. No, I don't. It's just, this is the perfect example of what I'm trying to do. Right. So, Mike, if you're listening, I'm not cheating on you, dude. When I choose to get the fade and go back, I'm coming back, buddy. <laughs> but right now, I want to try something. Okay, masculinity quiz. Number one. Going to fail. Uh, one to five. Um, how good are you at tying a necktie? Do you need a pen? No, I'm just going to add it up in my head. In your... I'm good that way. That's I the promise. fucking, that's the Hebrew in you, bro. That's the Jew in you. <laughs> fucking A. There are 15 questions, but I'm going to cut and it And you're going to add 10. them all up? It, it, that's not that hard. Come oh, on. fuck, dude. I'd make it to three. I lose count in class when I get to five. I'm like, how many students got? One, two, three. Fuck. Let me start again. <laughs> it's true. You've seen me do it. Okay. Right. Let, then we'll make it even easier. Mm-hmm. From one to three, how good are you at tying a no, necktie? No, we can do one to five. Right, one to five. How good at tying a necktie? What kind of neck tie are we talking about? Like a long tie or a bow tie? Just a regular, regular tie. Well, the fact that I can distinguish between what kind of tie I want to put in, I'm going to give myself a four. I've been tying neckties since I was six okay. years old. Probably four in hand, though. You're not doing like Windsors or Half Windsor or any of that shit? No, I do Windsors and oh, Half Windsors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, I'll go on YouTube and I'll fuck around. I'll find new designs okay, and I'll do that beautiful. shit for fun. Can you, one to five, building a fire? Do I have a fucking match? <laughs> you're just You're out in the woods. Can you build a fire? Uh, I'm going to click rocks for as much as I can, so I'm going to give myself a one. <laughs> there you go. We're going one. Right, so now you're up to five. Um, you already see there's a problem here. Yeah. I can fucking I can tie a tie. I'm not fucking, no, fire, we're dead. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Can you, one to five, parallel parking? Five. Oh, you do that well? I parallel, I tru- I parallel park the fucking truck, dude. I, oh, that's really good then. Yeah. I suck at it. I, Five. Inevitably, I hit the fucking curb. John Coppola, South Brunswick High School, my Five. old football coach. He was also my driving instructor. Phenomenal. Took me into, into downtown Princeton on a Sunday and said, all right, Benitez, no more practice. Parallel park. <laughs> I was like, uh, we're in Princeton. He goes, yep, if you can't do it for real, you can't do it at all. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> it sucked. Made me park outside of the church. Okay, here's an easy one for you. How good are you at telling a joke? A joke? Yeah. I don't know. A story? Fucking five. Dude. Through the roof. Exactly. Through the roof. It's on, okay. That's one of the things. You better too. fucking give me can a. Can you six. give a? Can you give a speech? Yeah. That's a five. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, can you fix a leaky faucet? Mm. I'm gonna give myself a a two because I can't, but I'll figure out how to do it. Yeah. YouTube, baby. I'll we'll get fi- done. I'll figure out how to call somebody to come yeah. into my. House. I can change my brakes. That's amazing. Discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is an easy one. Take a punch. 
we'll go we'll go with a three on that one only because i got seriously yeah dude i got knocked the fuck out by roberto munoz in 57 seconds roberto if you're listening go fuck yourself that's my man (laughs) you know i kept in contact with him i still talk to him from time to time he's a fucking great dude i'm sure i'm sure it's a great dude you know what he told me afterwards what is that he's like bro he goes you know i've been he's been in a ton of fucking street fights okay he said you know i got in the cage with you he goes he goes and i wasn't scared he goes, but I remember looking across the cage and I saw you. He goes, and it was the first time ever. He goes, you know, people kind of know me. I got a little bit of reputation. He goes, but it was the first time I looked at someone before a fight and I knew they didn't give a fuck. Oh, wow. Okay. He said, I remember looking at you and I, you looked right back at me and I was like, this motherfucker's for real right now. Yeah. He goes, and I just knew I had to knock you the fuck out because I don't know what you were willing to do. Right. I was like, right. I was willing to die, motherfucker. Promise you killed me in 57 seconds. <laughs> But great guy. But yeah, I mean, as far as taking a punch, I mean, I'm gonna say fucking three, only because it's on it's on record that I got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, five, and someone's like, hmm, pun- you don't have a five on fucking December October 27th, 2011. <laughs> Some fucking asshole's gonna Google it. When I was boxing, I used to come in at around 190, 185, right in there. But the best punch I ever took was from a 125 pound guy. He just fucking clocked you, caught me right yeah. on the jawline, and my knees buckled and. I I was I didn't go down thankfully, but I just grabbed a hold of him. Damn man! And then he fucking peppered my body too fast. Yeah. Tom knocked me the fuck out. Did he? Overhand right, <laughs> out, out. Wow. We knew it was going to be a bad day when we saw the camera crew. Oh shit! Fuck. He caught you. He caught you on the temple, or he caught you on the jawline. Jawline. Oh man, those are the worst. Here's the worst part. I don't remember it. And we continued to finish the round. And we had oh, another shit. sparring round afterwards. <laughs> and then we were done. Tom was like, man, I don't think I should have let you finish that round. You should have been done for the day. And I was like, why? He's like, what do you mean, why? I was like, why? What the For what? I was like, dude, you hit me. It fucking hurt. I took a gracious knee. I composed myself. And we yeah, got yeah. back going. And I see like Carlos, Kyle Kramer, Adam. <laughs> and they all look at each other. And then Tom looks at them like they just heard me say like, you know, I saw a ghost. And I was like. What do you think happened? And I said it. He <laughs> oh, goes, no. somebody bring me the tablet. So they bring me the tablet, and I'm like, I see the video of it. And I'm like, why the fuck did you let me, <laughs> keep, let going? me keep going? He goes, bro, you fucking, you, you got knocked the fuck out. You felt like a sack of potatoes. I was like, yeah. It's a 30-day suspension from the boxing league. Why am I sparring yeah, right exactly. after that round? I'm like, you guys are fucking sick in the head. They are. And they're like, you, you, you told us you wanted to keep going. I was like, I'm not well. <laughs> So I'm going to say three. Oh, fucking five. No, a three. We're going to go three. But there's a scale. My three is better than somebody else's three. You took the fucking punch, though. I mean. Did I? All right. I took it. So we're up to 16. Then so I took remember a that number. <laughs> Can you barbecue without charcoal? Yeah. Okay. You were able to uh, light get the fire going and use wood chips and all that shit and, and able to make a good steak on the grill? Wait a minute. Wait a minute without charcoal. Like, okay, I thought you meant not like. Using a, charcoal. I thought you meant like fucking, like, use a fucking gas grill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm using what? Wood chips? Let's just say this. Are you can good, I, am I using a lighter? A good cook. Let me, let me make it real easy. I can cook, yes. Okay. My so wife will vouch for that. Four or five? I'll give myself a four. Okay. So now we're up to 20. Okay. Gotcha. Can you throw a spiral pass? Sure can. Seriously? Yes. I got to see that. Sure can. I'm thinking you're an offensive lineman. You don't know how to throw a fucking pass. It's not, mm, not going to go far because my <laughs> shoulder's fucked yarder? up. I can probably hit a 20-yarder. It's going to spiral. It's going to be tight. I could still throw it on a rope 30 yards. I've seen you fuck around with the yeah. fuck around in here. I feel really good. 
I feel really good in my arms. Now I'm throwing 20 yards. 20 yards? I, That's yeah. a pretty good amount. I can get 20 yards. You can catch a guy on an out pattern. Well, or... because you have to remember too, I also threw shot put, disc, and javelin in high school. Okay. All right. So you got the uh, the turnover on the arm. Yeah. Okay. And I can, you know, you got to throw your hips in, yep. all that stuff. Absolutely. And when I was a kid, uh, like I would like just only throw the football because there was no, you know, I didn't have a dad to catch it and throw it back. <laughs> so I'd have to throw it, run to it. I hear Jared really likes when you bring that uh, that fact. He up. cracks up. He's like, he goes, "Dude, I love your dad jokes on the podcast." I was like, "Oh, like you know, why do trains have such good hearing? Because they have engineers." He goes, "No, like when you actually joke about your biological father." I was oh, like, shit. "Oh, those." I was like, "Dude, those aren't really jokes. That's actually me trying to like exercise me pouring myself my heart trauma. out." <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, so I would you know I could I could throw it. Okay. So what did I give myself? You have four. That's accurate. So now you're up to twenty. That's accurate. Okay. If you scored a touchdown in the NFL, would you celebrate or would you just do a Cooper Cup and just hand it off to the uh, to the ref? I would do a Barry Sanders and hand it off to the ref. Okay, the classy move. Yeah. Okay, got it. Act like you've been I guess before. what they're asking with that is, do you have the guts to do it in front of a large crowd and go through the whole horseshit routine? Because me, I would just hand it off to the ref. Hand it off to the ref. Yeah. Act like you've been there before. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I love when guys celebrate touchdowns and their team's still losing. It's like, you're a <laughs> fucking, <laughs> idiot. fucking idiot. It's like, yeah, they're the dancing. Terrell Owens oh, effect. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, the score is now 7 to 27. Okay. You're playing against the second string defense. Why are you celebrating? Right. Exactly. Touch. I remember I, I went to a Yankees-Red Sox game. Go Sox. And uh, I was cheering for the Red Sox. Thank you. And it was like 10-0, bottom of the seventh. And uh, the Red Sox hit a home run. Okay. So now it was 10 to 1, ten to bottom one. of the seventh. Gotcha. And like a Yankees fan behind me was like, bro, how come you're not cheering? I was like, he hit a solo home run down 10. Yeah. That's that's essentially the same thing as fucking jerking off. It only served a purpose for him. Yeah. No one else benefited from mm-hmm. it. Good job. Yeah. Bravo. Down by nine. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, he fucking lost it. He goes, I've never heard anyone put it like that. I was like, that home run only helped him. I've seen a bunch of games up in Fenway. That place just erupts that place is when fantastic. the Sox win. It, oh, it's yeah, such dude. a beautiful place to see a, a, uh, yeah. a game. What a phenomenal stadium, too. That's what it, I mean, the only thing is with the Fenway, though, is you get these really small seats. It's one of the original stadiums. Yeah. It's the second oldest. 1908. Second oldest stadium. I think it is the oldest uh, over uh, Wrigley. Wrigley was like 1918 or 1920. Fenway yeah. was 1908. So it might be the oldest right now. It is. Because Yankee Stadium used to be the oldest, and now it's not there the anymore. Yankee Stadium is definitely, yeah, it's the new one. So now, now it's Fenway, so, and then it's yeah. Wrigley. I couldn't remember place if it was, is huge, Yankee Stadium. I couldn't remember if it was the other way around. Yeah. They, that, I mean, that, they erupt in Yankee Stadium, too. i got to give them credit, man. That, Have you ever done the tour of behind the wall? Fenway? No. Never been behind the monster. Best. The monster. Best $7 I ever spent. Serious. Yeah, man. Steph and I. All went, those autographs are uh, behind oh, the wall and everything. Dude, not even that. They take you through the whole stadium. Oh, do they? They take you into the locker room. Oh, I'd love to they see They take that. you in the broadcast booth. They take you into like, oh. the little hall of fame. So you see like all the auto- like the ball signed by Babe Ruth and oh, all that cool. shit. Very cool. Um, you know, they show you uh, the, Ten Will- the Ted Williams seat, the oh, one like red wow. seat there. Yeah, they yeah, take yeah, you yeah. on the monster. They show you all the ball. And that's cool because you can see where like the balls hit the... Yeah. The wall on the green monster, and you're like, holy shit, there's a fucking baseball mark right here. Yep. It's, it's intense. Best $7. They show you the section of the stadium that are still the original seats from 1908. Oh, really? It's fantastic. I got, yeah, I, yeah, I never did that. I really should. $7 for I a two and a half hour tour. Seven bucks? 
Maybe. Maybe. We're, we're in times of inflation. Well, I, I only went four years ago. It wasn't like I went that long yeah, ago, four or five years ago. We had a different president back then. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. I actually went fucking six years ago. We didn't have kids yet. <laughs> we didn't have kids yet. All right. Um, you mentioned this, but can you flick, fix a flat tire? Yes. Okay, so that's a five. Yes. You're on the highway. You're fixing the tire. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I would call the uh, AAA. I just don't want to get my fucking ass you know, like slammed onto by some guy reading his fucking, uh, you know, iPhone. You pull over as far as you can. Yeah. And you make sure that as you're taking the tire off, you're facing traffic. Okay. So you can get the fuck out of the way from an 80, mm. you know, 80 mile an hour mm. car coming at you. Huh? Yeah. I mean like, like triple a here's the thing <laughs> here. I am being able to do it and whether or not it's a safe situation to that do I it or different things. Yeah. If it's, you know, a Saturday night, midnight, 1230 I'm on 295 or the turnpike <laughs> I'm not fucking changing that no. tire <laughs> I'm finding an I'm exit an Uber and I'm finding I'll an exit getting tomorrow. off and I'm figuring out what I need to do because this right. is not we're not doing this right now okay this is fucking dangerous All right, so that's a five you can fix Changing that tire? tire yeah fucking fine okay, dude I, I, I'm gonna tell you a story right You're now up to 29 which is really I good. was I was ready to go to bed one night okay literally in my bed my mom called me she goes I need a favor I'm like what she goes I'm on 195 I'm like what happened <laughs> She's like, I'm on 295. I'm like, what happened? She goes, my fucking tire blew. I'm like, oh, okay. God. It's 1130 at night. Yeah. I got to go to bed the next day. Or I got to go to work the next morning. Shit. Jump in my car. Drive down. My mom, you know, found like a little, like, uh, like, like the scenic overview on 295. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's parked in there. I'm like, damn. I'm like, are you okay? She goes, yeah. So I got a fucking, and she had the, I believe at the time she had an SUV. So I got to take the fucking tire out. I got to do all that shit. Right. Um, Here's how much I can change a tire. I brought my own fucking jack. My own jack. Oh, I love I it. I brought my hydraulic jack. Wow. I was like, I'm not using that cheap shit. Fuck that. I got a good one. <laughs> so I throw the jack in there, take my mom's tire out, change her fucking tire. It takes me about 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops, only because okay. it was fucking dark. Wow. Um, and she had to hold a lantern because I had I have a lantern. Shit. So she's holding a lantern so I can do this shit. Uh, I've got my... I've got my New Jersey Transit yard hoodie on, which is right. a neon yellow jacket. Okay, so and I, people can see it. Like, so people can see me. So, And I keep those. There's one in Steph's trunk and there's one in my trunk. Wow. Just in case something happens, we're prepared. Like, put it on, be safe. Mm-hmm. I have it. Fucking use it. Motherfucker. I'm driving home. Guess whose fucking tire blows out? No Mine. Way. I just did my mom's tire. No. Now I got to pull over and fucking do Are my tire. Me? Yeah. And this I, is the Lincoln? This was the Lincoln. Son of a bitch. So I get home. And I left my house at like 11.35. Yeah. I was back in my house by 12.15. And Steph was like, wow, Damn. that was quick. I was like, yeah, my fucking tire blew out. She goes, wait, you you did you did two tires? I was like, yeah, I did my mom. And then when I fucking made the U-turn, mine blew out. Oh She's like, God. babe, you've been gone for 45 minutes. Your mom was like 10 minutes away. Right, right, right. 10 right. minutes back. She goes, she goes, it took you 25 minutes to do two tires? I'm the like, The key thing is the jack. It's the jack. It's totally the jack. 100%. And, and you got to have that the right... Uh, nut to undo the bolt like on my uh my car there's a special uh nut that opens up one of the bolts oh you have the key yeah yeah if you don't have that you're fucked you're fucked you're not opening it up (laughs) exactly you're leaving your car there and calling triple a and be like someone's got to open this exactly um i think my truck has that and i haven't checked for the key (laughs) i I I saw that i keep it in my door dude i noticed it yesterday i was like whoa wait a minute yeah this has a fucking lock Mm -hmm. i'm like where the fuck is this exactly so i gotta check tomorrow yeah but um yeah, no, I can change your fucking All right, tire. you're up to 33 points. That was the last question, unless you want one other, but... Uh, Let's do another one. I like the score. This okay, is a fun like game. 33. 
All right, let's see what else. Take a punch. I thought this was a stupid one, but... Probably, but it's probably going to be hilarious. <laughs> Would you work outdoors? Would I work outdoors? Yeah. I have. I know, but it's like... I don't know. Like, I only worked outdoors once. I was I worked at a gas station when I was a kid for like a summer. Dude. And it sucked. I worked as a lifeguard. Okay. All right? That's technically outdoors. But yeah. for transit, when you work in the yard... Right. You're outdoors. Dude, I've been outside okay. at night in the rain fucking cutting and <laughs> okay. coupling trains. Okay. S- standing at a switch for an hour, throwing right. it one way, throwing it <laughs> soaked. <laughs> fucking soaked. Like, I've done it. Well, you got above 30. I still got to do it. Like, when I take the I, class out yeah. to the cutting couple, they're like, Miguel, it's going to snow tomorrow. I'm like, that fucking sucks. Dress warm. <laughs> And I'm in there fucking putting hoses together, getting like dust all some, over me, looking guys, like a fucking man. And some guys suck and they, they won't do it. Those days I feel like a fucking man. When we go in the yeah. yard and I get dirty, I feel like a fucking man. Good stuff, man. Then the next day, you know, put on my fucking uh, Bruno Mollies and I go to the office. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Anything over 30, you are labeled in this thing is seriously masculine. Nice. <laughs> okay. People get less than you that? You pride yourself on being able to take care of yourself in physical and emotional circumstances. No one messes with you. You're equally as comfortable in the boardroom as well as the woods. Okay, there you See, go. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, and that's great. I'm glad that I did well on those things. But I know <laughs> I know very masculine men that would fucking fail that. Okay. Why would they fail? It, it, they just don't want to do these things or they, they don't just, know how to tie a tie? They, they I mean, never what are we learned, talking here? They never learned how to do it. And they just, I, know, I know very masculine men that don't know how to tie. I got gotcha. you. I know very masculine that don't know how to fucking change a tire. Like, yeah. Life skills. And it's one of those things where like, you know, once someone teaches you, you're like, oh, I can do this. But then, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I don't have to fucking do it. I was going to triple A. <laughs> I retire. I'm changing myself. I had a situation just this past weekend. I don't know how to change a fucking fixture in my hallway. So I brought a friend over and he did it for me. And it's like, I didn't feel non-masculine. I just didn't want the headaches. So I'm like, yeah, you know, please do this. I, uh, I installed all the ceiling fans in my house. Uh, I did the backsplash in the kitchen. Damn, man. Yeah, man. You're much more manly. Than it's that. not that I'm manly. It's, you know what it is? So there were certain things in my house that Steph was like, oh, you can call this person. Or you can call that person. No, and I'm you, like, you're doing it. No. Wow. She's like, but why not? That's what they do for a living. Right. I'm like, because I don't want them coming into this house and be like, oh yeah, I installed that here. I was like, why don't they just, <laughs> they might as well fuck you too. Let's do that. I was like, if they're going to, you know, they're going to do everything around here. Why don't they fucking please you? Wow. She's like, your brain works in a very interesting way. And I was like, look, I'll do it my way. If I fuck it up, then I'll call them and say, I tried, I fucked up. Because now you're not doing it, you're fixing it. There's a difference. I agree, I guess. I mean, to me, it's just... I mounted the TV on my wall. Wow, I mean, just, I I don't do any of that shit. You know what's funny, though? I did all that at home. I call it all in. (laughs) I did all that at my house. I didn't do any of that at the fucking school. Oh, serious? Oh, wow. The first school I did... So those mounts with the... uh, the, uh, hanging bags and shit like that paid someone nice okay paid someone it felt good to do it i bet yeah you know well because the old school because i got the money i'm gonna give you the, you know well that's my favorite picture of all the schools it's the one that my sister took where the floor is bare right and it's me on a ladder painting the wall because it really was like my sister helped out a little bit my aunt helped if they build it they'll come but most of it was me by myself right like the mats at the old school i laid those out by myself yeah um, I had a couple of people help me with the wall mat because you have to lift it up and yeah, make sure yeah, it yeah. sits flush. It's like but, drywall. But I did the mats by myself. I rolled everything out by myself. Mm-hmm. I paid someone to do the floor 
because I don't know how to do fucking flooring and I didn't want to fuck that up. Yeah, yeah. But I did everything so that when we got to this place, I was like, I'm not fucking lifting a hammer. <laughs> and like, there's a picture of it. like seven guys putting the fucking wall pads on the wall. You know who's not in that picture? You. Me. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You're like, uh, move that up an inch. I'm like, too. guys, I signed the lease. <laughs> yeah. Put the fucking wall pads on the right. wall. <laughs> you guys are excited about training here? Come on, dress this pig up. Daddy's done. I write the checks at this point. All right, here's the question of the day, my friend, since you're such a fucking masculine dude. I love this question. Okay. If you were not Puerto Rican, Mm. okay, what three ethnicities would you want to be? Ooh. Would I want to be? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I kind of really like being Puerto Rican, although some yeah. people were like, eh, he ain't a real fucking Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in a group chat with, like, Tom and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, like, my group chat name is Michael Bennett. Because they're <laughs> like, bro, you're fucking, you're white. Not. <laughs> you're, you're... <laughs> Which I'm always like, that's so, like, to me, I'm like, that's so offensive. Like, why? Because I'm articulate. Um, I, w- I would, I'll say this. I wouldn't say these are the ethnicities I'd want to be, but these are the ones I'm probably the most fucking intrigued by. Okay, go. And I'd love to learn by. Go. Uh. Number one, I'm going to go with fucking Samoan. Those guys are cool. I feel like would be fucking cool, man. Yeah. All right, I'm going to count. I'm even going to count like this, like the like New Zealand, right? Would you throw in like those Filipino, Ma- that too? Just like this, like the Pacific Islanders kind of. Yeah, man, like that okay. like Maori warrior type yeah. shit. Like, like uh, Mark Hunt. Kind yeah, of. like there's just something in their blood. Oh, you like the whole tough aspect of it. It's not even tough, dude. Like those motherfuckers are built to die. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, like yeah. you take the Mark Hunts, the fucking Max Holloway, yep. BJ Penns, like they're ready to fucking die. <laughs> That's not like okay. mentality. That's in their fucking blood, Samoan. Plus, I had a lot of fucking recruits when I was in high school that wished I was Samoan. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times they would ask me. They're like, you got a junior sayout thing going. And I'm like, I'm not fucking Hawaiian. You know who's Pacific Islander? Uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know if you heard of that guy. Fuck you. <laughs> you motherfucker. You, uh, you snuck that in there. Staff's going to laugh at that anything. one. Sta- yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like five people are laughing their asses off right now. Um, number two. Yeah. Man, f- fucking black. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Just let it's, me hear why. Yeah, because it's fucking, because they're fucking cool, dude. The culture is cool. The culture is fucking the, cool. The fashion the, is the cool. The food is cool. The like, music would, is cool. The, I would love to like have, yeah. uh, number one, d- they're not, don't call them dreadlocks. Okay. They're called locks. Okay. There's a reason for that because the term dread is it was a hair sign that considered it dreadful. Okay. So they would call it dreadlocks and be like, ugh, do not oh, look okay. like this. Wow. So a couple of my black friends were like, don't call them dreadlocks. They're called locks. Very cool. Dreadlocks were what, you know, the European slave owners would call it to make it because it was dreadful. Okay. But there, there's different, there's African-American and then there's Africa-Africa. I think I would prefer being African-American. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. If we're going to pick that way, yeah, I'm going fucking Jamaican. Uh, there, okay, that's a great because I got a, a great I got ground. a lot of fucking Jamaican friends. They're cool, as and fuck. a lot man, they're fucking great. Yeah, any of those islands. It's that Caribbean great. dude. Yeah, it's a different lifestyle. See, I think of like when I think of like island dudes, I think of like Lennox Lewis. I think of like Livingstone Bramble. I think of like Bob Marley. You know, just great island dudes. Wait, you think of Lennox Lewis? Yeah, he was born in. Uh, he's from the islands, dude. When I think of Lennox Lewis, I think fucking British tea and crimpets. <laughs> I don't. Um, you I think know. I think like Usain Bolt. 
Okay, yeah. I think Bob Marley. Yeah. I think like several of my students who are from Jamaica who are gotcha. fucking incredible, man. Yes, yes. You know, some of their traditions for the holidays. It's and amazing. Oh, I fucking the, love and, it. And the cuisine, the food is amazing. Oh, so it's good. Just, just the happiness factor. Now notice, these these aren't a far reach from what I already am. It's already uh, island people, but it's different. It's, it's a different, different. It's a different it's version different. of what I'm kind of used right. to. I get you. I mean, because you're not going the whole European thing. You're not going like, uh, like nah, Italian nah. or uh, French or any of that. Nah. Okay. Well, you know what it is. I think it's because my wife's Italian. For me, I'm kind of like my <laughs> kids are already it. half. Like I'm already there. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Like you know, I do the I do the traditional Christmas dinner of the seven okay. fish and all that stuff. All right. Um. So I'm gonna go. You know, Pacific Islander. Pacific Islander. African American. Or I'm sorry. Uh, Jamaican. We're going. We're gonna go Jamaican. Okay, we're gonna gotcha. go Jamaican. All right. And to all my Haitian friends, don't get upset. I picked Jamaica. It's the same crowd. Jamaica, Jamaica. Um, <laughs> they got such great. Roy, yes, uh, and babe. it's not because you're here. I'd fucking rock the yarmulke, dude. You want to be Jewish? I want to kind of get down and see what it's about. Okay. I don't want... All right. I have a problem, and this is opening sort of my kimono here for we go. my peeps. Here we go. I'm not proud of Jewish Americans because I think they're really fucking wimpy. And it pisses me off when they do the whole, like, Woody Allen... Jerry Seinfeld, they're not willing to to fight, and that really bugs me. So I love the Israelis, though. So that I want to so see. I'm glad you went into that. Like I if you know, it's the like Israelis. the ones I'm picking. It's like I want to feel the culture, yeah. the good and the bad, the yeah. struggles. And I think like you know, Jewish from Israel, there's so many great things you can learn from yeah. that. But man, you can really feel some real pain. Yeah, there's a lot really of like it's see very some real. Shit and be like wow, yeah. because we're not talking about pain from like you know the Cold War in the '80s. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about biblical times yeah it goes the, way back way back that's why i love when people like start talking about israel and palestine i'm like you might want to fucking not <laughs> yeah. don't just pick up a history book you might want to pick up a fucking bible too because this yeah, shit goes, goes way back way back yeah but i do man like i, I you know that's really nice of you to say but i you know i know you mean it but you know, but i mean i would like to just put on anything you know i'd like to be fucking scottish and put on a fucking kilt you know i'd like that's to be cool irish culture. and have a fucking like have like a beer on some fucking green mountain absolutely I, Here's what it is with See, me, Irish Roy. people to me are very poetic. You know, they're very like, there's a real, this is what I, I have a couple of Irish friends that are just beautiful people and I just love the way they look at life. There's a certain sort of gallows humor that they have. I don't know. You know what it is? I, it's so easy to pinpoint negatives on people. <laughs> yeah. When I meet people from different cultures, I, I try I to find it. things about them that they like. Yeah. Like, for example, when I have a class for work and it's around mm-hmm. the holidays, right. I'll ask them, like, yo, what what do you guys do in your culture? Because right. I'm like, listen, white people like eggnog. Right. Like, the Puerto Rican people like coquito, which I don't like. <laughs> You're <laying laughs> Caused a lot right of now. fucking drama. <laughs> at hol- I, Dude, I would have been better off telling my whole family that I'm, like, coming out of the closet and leaving staff <laughs> to go be with, like, you know, Bill. They would have taken that news easier. I'm going to ask a weird question. I think the gay culture is pretty kind of cool. You are you into that? Not into that. I'm just saying, are you okay with that sort of thing? They're really with the creative. gay culture. I think they're really creative in this and that too. So I'm going to tell you something. I tell uh, everyone at work: don't ever work a parade. <laughs> right. Okay, like don't work the Puerto Rican Day <laughs> right. Parade. Don't work the all the people that I just said I want to be a part of. I'm not working your fucking people's parade. All right, don't work St. Patrick's Day Parade mm-hmm. because people get way too fucking hammered and shit gets out. Don't work the Colombian Day Parade. Don't work Dominican any fucking parade. parade. But if you want to work a parade, uh, you got to go the gays. Dude, 
the gay pride parade on that train that's the best fucking day at work <laughs> they're loving they're life. all so fucking happy exactly they're all loving life they've got they're their so fucking lovely. roller skates on their rainbow flags the mm-hmm. sheer shirts on yeah yeah, fucking they're and letting it loose. Fuck baby. yeah, go do it. Go fucking do <laughs> I it. I don't like the angry gays, but I do like the. the I don't like uh, the angry anything. Anything, yeah. And there are a lot of people that like pull the whole victim. And you card. can't be gay and angry. It literally goes against what the fucking word gay <laughs> means. It's an oxymoron. It is an angry, an gay, angry gay. That doesn't make sense. Don't fly. Don't fly. No I man. Agree. You better be fucking happy. Love life. Yeah. And be happy with yourself. We live once, man. We got to fucking do it. We're two hours and one minute into I this know, thing. dude. We fucking broke the two-hour mark. There we go. Bro. At around an hour 20, I was like, ooh, we're almost done. Yeah. But you snuck in two questions of the night because you did the test and then you added a question. Yeah. I don't know, man. But to end on the topic we are, we were just talking about, find out who you are, find out where you come from, and fucking embrace it, embrace man. There's it, nothing baby. worse than the people that hate. I always say are. this. I I I call it the uh, the food court theory of life. I like when I walk into a food court at the mall and there's like a hundred different types of restaurants. Yes, I love that. I don't want to walk in and just see a Nathan's and a Sbarro. No, I want to see like a bunch of different types yes. of things. I want to see a Sbarro. I want to see a walk, don't run. Thank I want to see a fucking halal Panda. guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking go. Exactly. It's like, can I get the gyro? Just give me the gyro meat. Thank I'm going to put it on top of the pork lo mein <laughs> and I'm going to get a fucking slice of pizza. We're going to see, and then fucking World War Three breaks out in your stomach and you're like, no oh, way, man. Fuck, it's this didn't work out too well. <laughs> They're not mixing. But Love great. It. I enjoyed this episode, which I'm means it's going to suck because when I think they suck, they come out really well. We hit a lot of topics. Baby. Tapping in 20, 20% off contenders clothing. Take care of your balls and your ass. It's going to make everything look good and you'll train well. Talk to you guys later. Tapping in. Shalom. There you go. L'chaim. <laughs> Mazel.